Boom. All right. Welcome to the Sauzcast, episode 65. This is where finance meets romance, only here on Valuetainment, the number one channel on the planet for entrepreneurs. And we got some entrepreneurs in the building. Um, if you don't know, now you know. My name is Adam Sozdik. A lot of my friends call me Soz, and we're here to make sure that you entrepreneurs increase your status, your financial status, your relationship status. We want to see you win in life. And what do we say, Nat? We want to see you get, get paid, laid, and, and do, do it, it your way. way. <laughs> Boom, we in the house. So anyway, today we're going to have a conversation about what's going on in the world, hip-hop, feminism, masculinity, money, relationships. We're going to cover an array of topics. And I think should've we have a sick should have brought some. Could have brought. I mean, Delhi. Delhi is dealing right now. <laughs> Delhi's holding. <laughs> my dude. But anyway, uh, that might be the perfect intro for who our guests are today. We have a full-on celebrity hostess in the house. Yes, Jules. She is an influencer. She's a host. She's an entrepreneur. She's never not working. Forbes 30 under 30, I believe, a few years ago. Uh, and she just gets shit done. Is there anything I missed on that? No. A new I mean, mother? Yes, absolutely. The most important thing. Raspy voice. <laughs> Raspy. I was clearly smoking on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm No problem, to be here. Jules. We've known each other for, I don't know, five, seven. I don't know. Whenever you were doing parties at the Delano was when we When met. was the first time we met? Because I feel like the first time we ever met, you like interviewed me on the spot. I feel like. That's what I do, Jules. Like but I had met you before that, but you were probably high, drunk in the club. You don't remember that. No, I didn't. You used I'm to do parties at... <laughs> What was the club they used to have under the Delano? FDR. At FDR. Yes, legendary. And you had Norma, Norm. Norma now, yeah. Exactly. She did some parties with us. We there, had linked yeah. up. There was it was like NBA All Star Week, and I had some NBA friends in town. We collaborated. I don't know, but anyway, that's that was a long time ago. I can't even. It's all a blur. It's sometimes. all a blur. All right, <laughs> um, but I'm happy you're on. So we um, we also got Stevie Knight in the house, uh, massive YouTube presence, uh, social commentator. Talks hip hop, talks red pill relationships, oh, and the red, one shirt. What's red that, pill relationship? Oh, you're about to find we'll get out. Get into it. <laughs> um, I, just I, got I love that Jules doesn't know. It's going to be a great <laughs> conversation. Yeah. The fact that you don't know that because our audience is obviously very familiar with that. Well, I've we, been living under a rock for 12 months, so it's okay. It's, it's a good, good time to be under a rock. But so. more than anything, I see you wear a shirt proclaiming that you're a masculinist. Absolutely. Straight up. Absolutely. What does that mean exactly? I'm um, just an advocate for uh, male empowerment because men are in a low spot right now, and uh, we need to instill confidence and positivity in all of us right now because it's pretty pretty messed. Can I cuss? Go ahead, Steve. It's pretty, it's pretty fucked up for a lot of men right now. Oh, he just got canceled, guys. <laughs> oh, Turn no. off the show. I just realized uh -oh. what this is. It's pretty fucked up. For what did you realize? This is a setup. We got you. <laughs> we got you, Jules. We're in a Yo, bank vault. My team is fired. <laughs> We're in a bank vault right now. Lock yes. the doors. Now you can't leave. No, I'm leave. just kidding. We're gonna have great no, productive We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna have. A, we're today. actually gonna actually get into some real shit today, guys. So if you're listening, this isn't gonna be your typical, you know, typical show. We're gonna cover a lot of topics, some controversial topics. We're gonna get into some of the heart of the matter. Uh, before we do that, this is what we ask all our guests before the show. Real quick, 30 seconds or less. We want to know how you make your money. And your relationship status these days. Who would like to go first? I got a woman. Mm -hmm. uh, got a, a year old at home right now. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, the boy majority, or girl? Boy. Nice. Royal. Royal. Yeah, royal night. Tatted on the neck just yeah. in case you forget one night. Yeah. <laughs> Hangover um, moment. 
<laughs> yeah, and the majority of the income is for all you know social media based, whether it's YouTube, Patreon, uh, merch, streaming. Um, got money invested in real estate. I think the majority of my equity is in real estate, of course, but like cash, liquid, mm-hmm. all that stuff is from. Uh, and Stevie, media. before you got into, you know, YouTube and everything with social media, what were you doing before that? I worked for the federal government for about 13 years. Oh. We got a narc in the house, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Put it away. Yeah, yeah, I ain't going to tell you what I was doing. Okay, exactly. I, That's how we know he was yeah. CIA. <laughs> nah, but okay. um, I did that for about 13 years, and it was like a smooth transition into this. You know, the birth of my son gave me the opportunity to be at home with the girl, and I got the balance real world with the social media world. And once I saw how much, you know, productivity I was getting from social media, I cut the cord with that shit real mm-hmm. quick. So, yeah, and I hated it being I hated being there too. I was like in prison. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To that to that that federal check, mm-hmm. and then being exposed to this is like a whole new world, and it happened pretty quick, like you know, three Such three years. Crazy. And how long how long have you been doing YouTube? Game? Um, the music channel popped off like in. 2019 where it like jumped up crazy yeah and then my night talk where we talk about like this this, yeah. this type of shit happened like past like 18 months got it forgive me so. what's the music channel uh, i just review music oh that's yeah dope. yeah yeah it's more than that i think you got like 600,000 subscribers <laughs> you're doing all right yeah. but you do a lot of commentary you do a lot of reaction yeah, videos yeah, you're doing yeah. your thing bro yeah, so respect you, bro. make sure we put the links to stevie's channels what is it night yeah, talk stevie and night, stevie night stevie night i'm night so talk. mad i didn't and look then, this up before i came i'm so yeah. sorry jules you're good, good baby stop <laughs> apologizing you're a beast uh yes jules let's make sure that we have her youtube link below and for sure her instagram which is i know that you're like on Instagram, big time. You're also like sort of the queen of Snapchat, in my yes. opinion. Not even my opinion. I think you call yourself that. <laughs> yes. I think that's what I got. No, that was a long time ago. Okay. I'm like barely active on Snap, but I'm on. They're actually doing a lot of fun stuff right now, so I need to Snap. start snapping more. Yeah. Okay. So, Jules, how are you making your money these days? Relationship status. You just had a kid. Get, get fill us in on what you got going on right now. I have a beautiful baby girl. She's seven months old now. What's her name? River Joe Riley. River Joe. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. My mom's name is Johanna. So. Um, yeah, and I'm engaged to the love of my life, Duke. Um, and we're just learning and growing. You know, it's like my first time really, uh, it's a big transition for me. Right now, it's a big transition as far as uh, how I'm making my money. I have my marketing, event production, and consultancy agency. We did a lot of cool projects this year. Um, Whatever we could get into another time, but uh, yeah, and we have some cool stuff coming up for Art Basel. So if yeah, which is in was it December first? It's yeah. coming up December first through yeah. the tenth. Are we in yeah. November now? Yes. Shit. November. All right. Well, we got thirty days out. I do. Money I see. Mother. Okay. So in, in in terms of money, I know you talk about investments yeah. a lot. So I'm a big fan of Web three. I'm still diamond hand on all my projects. Haven't sold anything. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, I have for over 41 projects, uh, 90% of those all being woman led. Um, shout out to World of Women. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm watching you to see what I need to be doing with okay. my money next. Well, I'm watching you with that web three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on those women that you got going on right there. That's for sure. Um, well, respect. Thank you guys for being here. But let's start off with, we're just going to get right into it. Let's so we're it. not we're not even going to like BS. Yeah. So... I want to understand you. You talk about hip hop a lot. You're very big in the hip hop scene. You were like, you did a vlog last year at Rolling, Rolling Loud. Loud. You were with interviewing all the people there. Like you're very much in the hip hop world. And my question is right now, and I love hip hop. My first job out of college was in radio, Clear Channel Radio down here. My that was now iHeart Media, Y100, the, every like everything that's a fit. Like I love music. 
I love hip hop. But this week it made me be like, what the fuck is happening with hip hop, right? So why are hip hop rappers continually ending up shot and dead? Like, why does this continually happen? We just saw Takeoff, one of the three members of Migos. I'm a fan of Migos. Yeah. Bad and bougie, we all know that. Like, killed in Houston. And I'd be, I don't want to say happy, but I'd be comfortable with the fact that if it was just like a one and done thing. But it's not that way. Okay? I was a big fan of Pop Smoke. All right? Mm-hmm. Shot. Dead. XXX. Shot. Dead. Young Dolph. Young a few Dolph. years ago, one of the biggest guys in the game when it comes to hip-hop and money was Nipsey Hussle. Okay? So this is a continual thing. This is a continual thing. When I was a kid in the late 90s, nobody's bigger than Tupac and Biggie. Mm-hmm. Are you East Coast or you West Coast? You West Coast? I was East Coast. Miami, all right? And then the nicest guy in hip-hop, Run DMC, their DJ, um... Jam Master J shot and killed. So it's it's like I feel like this is a question that is well warranted. And I feel like you guys are completely capable of answering this question. But this doesn't happen in other genres. Like we live in Miami. I go to Ultra every year. Mm-hmm. You know, Tiesto and uh, Cascade. Cascade aren't catching beef. Like that ain't a thing. Like in the in the um reggaeton world, there's no beef in that. Pop, Justin Bieber and Justin Timberlake aren't catching beef. Like you know, even in country music, and you talk about when you talk about Second Amendment, you know, yeah. Second, I'm a two way guy. Like that is country music. I got my 12 gauge, I got my shotgun, but like Trace Atkins ain't shooting nobody. Yeah. So, what the hell is going on here? Why does this continue to happen? But most importantly, what can be done about it? Stevie, why don't you go first? That's a lot to unpack there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's like monetized man you know record labels take out insurance policies on artists now because you know you have a proper high chance of getting your life taken away being a part of this genre of music now wow didn't even know that they take yeah. out insurance policies yeah. on their, on their investments yeah. of course um wow. and then it's, it's the dehumanization of, of black men black on black crime it's like it's glorified it's praised you know it's sexy in some people's eyes it's sexy to to be dangerous to have a target on your back you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. Social media, um, the men are a lot, a lot more emotional now. So you put guns in emotional people's hands, they're likely to pull the trigger that much quick, quicker. You know what I'm saying? There's no fighting, no, no, none of this rat beef anymore. And there was no, it was no, there was never no fist on fist fighting at all to, uh, to begin with, man. But it's just a lot of emotional men, younger men, impressionable minds, and it's glorified in hip hop music. And you know, it's just an equation for a disaster. Yeah, I think I have a problem with the whole black on black crime rhetoric. Like, I honestly feel that we just saw somebody get put in jail for life for the Parkland shooting Mm -hmm. as well. Right. And what what was he white? Uh, Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's crimes happen with those who you're in proximity with. So when you. say you know when you you go into the narrative of like black on black crime it's just for me like there's white nobody ever talks about white on white crime nobody ever talks about latino crime like it's just black on black crime why is that i get you it is proximity though it's two things happening at once right um black folks in poverty stricken areas we 
it, we're engaged in the most criminal activity when we, when we're in these settings, right? It's it's class class based, racial based. We're all in these groups, all these in these proximities together, man. So they, they run hand in hand. But when we are in these settings, black people kill the most four times more than anybody, white, Hispanic, Asian, any of that. It's just. It's not like black across the board in America, but when we're in these pockets, where are those numbers coming from? I can pull the the phone out for you and show you the the statistics. But you know we're we're responsible for the most deadly crimes, most shootings, most stabbings, most murders. Black people within these poverty stricken areas. It's just they just both of those run hand in hand, and, and it ties directly into hip hop music because it's talked about in the music. So you're pretty much brainwashing children, impressionable minds, young black men to engage in this behavior as they grow up. You don't hear about this stuff in. I understand, but where's the okay? You don't hear about it in country music or pop music because that's not the reality of the artists who are telling their story. You hear about oh, I cried and you know when my boyfriend cheated on yeah. me or whatever it is that the trauma that you know, the stories of, of these artists are, but when you talk about hip-hop, I feel like these are just, you know, you see Kevin Lyles, like, doing interviews for this very thing right now. Um, for, first of all, there's, a, there's a, a mixture between storytelling of, like, what's actually happening and people speaking on their experiences, but then there's also, well, you know, I guess what you're referring to, which is like the glorification mm -hmm. of said lifestyles, et cetera, which then comes with fabrication. And that's then there's a whole argument going on about like, you know, when people can tell the truth, can tell the difference between an artist that's telling the truth or an artist that's fabricating things and when courts can use that in yeah. certain cases, et cetera. So it's like a lot to unpack, but I feel like... Um, I don't know, like, what what do you want people to, to talk about? I'm not, this saying is their that, I'm not saying that they should talk about anything. He asked, you know, what's causing it, and mm -hmm. if you're going to try to find a point of... Departure. You know, to, to focus on, it's it comes from that, the reality, you know what I'm saying? And it's, we can, like, focus on the reality and do, do things to, you know, fix these certain pockets of areas to fix life for these people, but at the end, they are talking about the, their truth, and, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, like, fabrication, reality, at the, it really doesn't matter because all of it ends up being... To, perpetuated. Yeah, it all turns well, into... Well, let me, let me give you some context here, because... I would be doing disservice to hip-hop to say that this has always been a problem, because it hasn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm old enough to remember when hip-hop in the 80s and the early 90s was all about fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, started with the block party. I said a hip, hop, the hip, the hip. Like, yeah. we all remember, like, the Rapper's Delight and the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. And it was, you know, the, the even songs like The Message. Yeah. And even songs like, uh, uh, what was his name, uh, Biz Marquis. You got what I need, you say. Like, like more positivity. There was no exactly. drama. No yeah. one's getting shot up there. Yeah. And then, and then even if you want to talk about NWA and the controversy that surrounds them, all right, cool. But they were saying, fuck the police. Absolutely. Yeah. They weren't saying, yo, fuck my neighbor. Yeah. Fuck my homie. Okay. And then even Ice Cube, member of NWA, his most famous breakout hit was, today was a good day. Like, didn't even have to call the cops today, right? Nobody got shot today. Like, it was a positive message. Mm -hmm. And then something happened. I think we all know the moment when East Coast, West Coast, Biggie, Tupac, something happened and it was the green that came with the East Coast, West Coast beef. And then and then it kind of culminated with Tupac's hit him up. Yeah, I fucked your bitch. Yeah, da -da -da. like and they're all like, oh shit, that's a hit record. Oh my God, yeah. we just made millions of dollars. Let's run with it. Mm. Let's run with mm. it. So then what happened? And then now and and so fast forward to today, right? Every divisiveness is a real thing. Whether it's Republicans versus Democrats, East versus West. 
men, men versus, versus women, women yeah. right? Um, all that division, you can monetize division, okay? And then humans are tribal by nature. I'm on, I'm on the Miami Dolphins team. No, fuck that. I'm a patriot. Like, yeah. yo, Miami Heat. No, bro, New York Knicks. Mm -hmm. We're tribal by nature. But with hip hop, like, there's the, that's the only genre where there's diss tracks, where there's beef tracks, right? Like, yeah. you know, Tiesto ain't coming out with an EDM <laughs> record to fucking diss Benny Benassi or whoever you want to kind of call out. So it's kind of ingrained in the culture, and which is totally fine. Like, I remember when LL Cool J and... Uh, Kumo D. Kumo D, yeah. too, but it, LL Cool J caught beef with... Uh, Cannabis yeah, back in the day, yeah, and they had yeah. a song "Cannabis." Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, second round knockout. Yeah. All it was amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody's getting shot here, mm -hmm. and I would have no problem with any of this. Whether Tupac's fucking Biggie's, no one cares. But when when artists, and I'm saying top echelon, amazing artists, are getting shot and killed at 20 years old, yeah. 21 years old, 18 years old, you're losing your life to the game. That's where someone's got to say, all right, like enough's enough here. And I'm trying to just understand. I don't think we're going to solve it on yeah. this podcast. It's, yeah. it's, too, it's, right. it's, too, it's, too, it's too packed. There's too much in there. It's not just music. It's the culture. It's a lot of toxicity government. within the culture. Yeah, it's the government. It's them either putting the men in a box or putting them in six feet deep. It's, it's, it's so much stuff to unpack there. There's like, yeah, it, there's guns are more accessible in certain areas. Absolutely. It's like. But I feel like. You know, you you have a major voice in the hip hop community. Like, let's show this picture that that I just slacked you. Just to be clear here, like when I say that Jules is in the know, go down to that picture, Delhi, if you would, to the very bottom. Like a year ago, you were interviewing Takeoff yeah. at Rolling Loud. That's You're hard. interviewing. If I'm gonna be honest, Honcho. like yeah. the fact that this was the first, I've had a, a really, um, it's been it's been a hard week. Yeah. You know, and today was the first day that I actually like felt um that i had enough energy to like put effort into my hair and my makeup and like want to come and mm -hmm. you know leave my house and do something because it does become it's just back to back to back yeah you know at this point i'm 32 like the past 10 years has been filled with whether it's these instances or overdoses etc and yeah, it's clear like we're in the midst of a violent drug and violence epidemic. And it's like, I just, you know, I'm not obviously that close, but we can all feel like you can feel the heaviness this week of even people that weren't that close would take off or have never even met him can see the type of light that he was mm -hmm. is and um you know for you know and just the the interview that his last interview and and him just dropping this tape and being at the place where he was in his career and it's heartbreaking it's really heartbreaking and it's like yeah what is the what can we do like that was my at first it's just it's shock and it's sadness and then you know kind of like the anger set, sets in and then I'm a solution-based person, so I have been over the past like 24 to 48 hours been trying to like wrap my head around where, what is next, you know, what, what, how can, 
you know, what could I do? What can my friends do, et cetera? And then I was like excited to come here to honestly to like have a mental break mm, <laughs> from it. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So when you so when we went into this, I kind of like froze because I was immediately like, man, I kind of I feel petrified and I feel like I'm there's people who have think about like Dirk and like people who have literally just been every single year. You know what I mean? Like every multiple times a year. You see, and to even think of of Quavo and like, it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah. You know? it's yeah. Well, like number one, and... just more than anything, like, thank you for that real <laughs> response right yeah. there. Like, much love. Like that was <laughs> that was real. That was a real response. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm seeing the tears in your eye. But here's how I'm processing this. I think if there was just a apathy. You know, an apathetic response like, yep, another rapper died. All right, cool. What's up today, guys? That would be the problem. Mm -hmm. The fact that we have to say something because young, talented people are being murdered for BS. You have to say something about it. If not, it would just be like, like, because there's people out there. Believe me, I've been in conversations. There were, And I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to talk about this today. And they're like, yeah, well, whatever. Another rapper got killed. What's the big deal? It's like, no, yeah. that's not that's the wrong mindset. That's the mindset that is perpetuating this problem. And as an American that loves music, that's been in the radio business, that loves hip hop, that has a voice, it's just something that I just can't be cool with. So even though it's a money show and a relationship show, I think we can all acknowledge everything that we're talking about with hip hop has to do with money, relationships, clout, all that. Yeah. So it just kind of it kind of falls into this. So something's got to be said. I don't want to you know bring up stuff, but you. the point is this, is that Jules, you have a voice. Mm -hmm. You know what my problem is? Mm -hmm. My problem is why, since we're in this big conversation about censorship right now, I'm triggered because when mm -hmm. things like this happen, I see replays of, yeah. mm -hmm. of things that I've seen, you know, where it's like, Issue. why are these videos allowed to be on the internet? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we can't see Ye's Drink Champs interview, though. Yeah. Like, there's censorship that comes into play when it wants to come into play. Oh, yeah. It's bullshit. That's how it goes. I don't think we yep. should see these videos. Correct. Yep. Okay, Jules, can I tell you yeah. what a profound statement that is right so there? So true, yeah. We were talking about this the other day about, like, they're going to censor words, yeah. okay? And I'm Jewish, and I'm the first one to say, don't censor the guy talking. Don't censor his music. Now, if Adidas... And if Balenciaga and brands want to drop them, that's their choice. Mm -hmm. But to silence a voice is disgusting. And I just interviewed Andrew Tate, mm -hmm. talk about getting canceled, and we'll talk about that today. But silencing somebody is is a is a very disgusting thing, you know. But at the same time, you'll allow shooting videos to show up, or video games, or movies where you're. Brrr, but that none of that is censored. Movies, all of these things are different arguments. It's a very clear, simple issue that needs to be solved that literally these platforms could solve like in an instance is someone's last moments alive should not ever be distributed for entertainment or viewing mm -hmm. without the the person's family's consent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Period. Like there needs to be legislation for this. 
I don't know where it starts. I'm honestly going, I'm glad that we're talking about this right now because mm-hmm. I'm going to go look into it mm-hmm. and see what we can do because it is, I think it's a part of oppression again overall. It's a part of the big, like, how is how are these things and 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 child pornography and all these other things allowed to be on the internet? But it's the powers that be, man. But I think the problem even I starts. Watch I think the problem. <laughs> I think the problem really starts <laughs> even with the people who are taking the video, let alone it being posted. Because I yeah, feel like posting once fucked. it's posted, it can be expanded and taken anywhere and put anywhere, and at that point, it's out. But I think the first problem is like, how can you be at a crime scene and your first thought is, let me get this on video, you know? Yep. Because then those people come from a side of, oh well, I'm gonna sell it this video. People wouldn't care to get the video if it wasn't allowed up on the platforms. Correct. But I think they're being like those videos is what like they're selling it. They're selling yeah. it to the platforms, and I think that's where part of the problem comes from is that people feel like they can be the newsbreaker. They can be the clout that everybody wants to chase. They, they're the and source that d- people want. And it's want. a deep topic because there are a lot of, like, in the instance of George Floyd, for, for example, mm-hmm. you might want to be grateful that there was uh, somebody there to provide that evidence because mm-hmm. as we know, we couldn't count on our, our law enforcement mm-hmm. uh, to do the right thing. So in certain times, there are, I guess, you know, there is there can be arguments for it, but I just feel that there has to be some sort of like middle ground. And yeah, when it, you t- to, to speak to your uh, point, people are sick. But I'm I'm glad that there was that video mm-hmm. to so that those cops could get their what they deserved because otherwise there it would be their word against everyone else's and nothing to correct. But in the sense that well, in the defense of the police, don't police also have cop cams? So wouldn't that be a camera? Them. But okay, well, it's still a camera that's there in a place of emergency. I would like to think that the cameras on the police should be accessible and viewable and then that's what we're using to determine what you know comes down the outcome because somebody who takes out their phone you know like that's not only dangerous it's promoting danger for society yeah it is it's wrong. promoting it's, like it's oh wrong. let me make sure i go because i can get it I'm on just camera dev- i'm just playing dev- i no, think it's absolutely. disgusting i literally tweeted the other day like yeah. there's a special place in hell mm-hmm. for people who record those types of things exactly. and also th- those who share them and reshare them mm-hmm. you, you ever seen yeah. that um Look, I think we're all guilty. You ever seen like just, there's fight videos like, oh, this guy World got knocked Star. out. Let me watch. It's like, why yes. World Star Of course, yes. World Star. Because World Star. But I'll tell you what, what video I think is the most memorable one. These two kids are fighting in the middle of the street. Teenage kids, whatever. Group of kids surrounding them. And they, they all got their phones laughing, clowning. Ran two black guys, two black kids. Guy shows up out of nowhere, black guy, older guy. And he's like, y'all ain't fighting. Put the phone. You ever seen this video? Mm-hmm. I see if you can find it. Maybe get the cover of this. Just say I would just maybe just on YouTube. Just say guy interrupts two kids fighting. Let's see and just see what happens. And he's and he says I'm not leaving here in the middle of the street until you guys shake hands. And they're like fuck you. We're about to fight. Mm-hmm. And he's like no, we're gonna shake hands. YouTube, not Google. And uh, and he's like look at everyone around you. Look at everyone. They all got these. They all got their phones. They're all laughing at you too. 
They want to see a fight. They want to film this. They're getting off on this. They're, they're, you guys think that you're fighting. You're the clowns mm-hmm. in the it's show. It's the reason why novellas are popular and reality TV is a thing. It's because human nature is to want to compare yourself to something that you feel makes your life feel like it's not so fucked up. Yeah. You know, like... I just think it's the world we live in, man. Everything is just toxic and poisonous, and all that stuff gets the views, it gets the money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's and these big-ass companies got all the money they're going to pump in to force their agendas and, and make sure we see the crazy shit on TikTok. And the, That's the, why ownership is so important, and that's why it's, in, it's you know, I mean, you guys own this building, right? You guys mm-hmm. are producing content. You're hosting multiple shows a day. Like, what, you know, I think it, it, takes, it takes accountability in, in in the individual, I think individuals need to elevate and people need to work on themselves and get to a better place where we're coming up from a place of love and peace and no longer like sick with needing to be entertained with these things. Yeah, I agree. I, I by the way, is, is this, that's the video right there. Are we allowed to play this? I don't know, producers, are we allowed to play the video? Is that going to be a problem? You can play it? Do it in two X speed if we can. Like that. Tommy, you see that? if Tommy's watching this, Tommy, he's answering questions Tom, in the yeah. headphones. So here are these kids fighting, play. guys. All right. Here they're fighting in the middle of the street. Dude rolls up. He's like, no. Or play it now. Oh, yeah. I've seen Yeah. Right. He just came out the car. All right, cool. We got the point. But the point is, this guy had nothing to do with this thing. And he's like, I don't want OGs. Guys, I don't want you fighting Miller Street. He starts talking. Look around you. That was the most powerful part. Mm -hmm. The kids didn't want to shake hands. But he's like, look at everyone filming you. They're clowning you guys. They're mocking you guys. They're literally laughing. And they're like, (laughs) it's like, this is what you want. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, not to get all, like, geopolitical, but this is what I think hip-hop... can can learn is that you you know the um the, the crabs in the bucket analogy yeah you familiar with this <laughs> so if crabs are in a bucket and one crab is trying to get out of the bucket the other crabs will grab him mm-hmm. from getting out just to see that other crab not succeed and get freedom yeah. and the beauty of america and the beauty of capitalism is that the bigger and bigger the pie gets the more you can take go get your piece of the pie you know just because someone is doing well doesn't mean that you can't do well. We can all do well, okay? So I think that's that's kind a of big, part that's of That's a big problem. I don't I don't know the other genres, or other communities. It's a big problem in the black community mm. is that when you see people succeed, they try to take you down. But where you know does that come from? I don't, where does that I have jealousy no idea where that come comes from? from, man. Like we are our own worst enemy. Real shit. Like yeah. there's there's none of this, you know, bringing us up together, getting us all, you know, this is what to I reach, will to reach say. these higher heights, man. But like. You know, Takeoff is probably one of the reasons why his life is no longer here, but some, some hating shit. Outside of the, like, the gang-related type of stuff, but a lot of hating yeah. in the black community, the hip-hop community, where you see people out here winning, you know, flossing, whatever yep. the fuck. That's why you don't wear that shit out there, because you you got haters. Mm-hmm. And black, the black community are the number one people to be doing that shit. Brother, I'm so glad that you're the one saying this, because I think that's something we all recognize. But if it came from a white guy yeah, like me, yeah. you'd be like, oh, Adam's yeah, racist. Yeah, yeah, I get it's it. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like... 
it's but it is a real thing. It's a real thing. And and and, and is this something that you've experienced? Because you've done well for yourself. Yeah. You're successful. Yeah. But Do I, people hate on you because like black from, guys from, from afar? But yeah. like my circle is cool. But you know I can see it in, in other friends that I have other successful people, and then the stuff you see on TV or movies or whatever. You know what I'm saying? JFK you can see that. was assassinated. Like people been hating on people. Since Julius Caesar. Yeah, but Jules, absolutely. But right. you got to add context, yeah. everything, man. You know what I'm saying? They're, that's an exception. You, if you compare exactly. the amount of hatred exactly. that, that other communities hate on their people compared to how much black people do it, it's... It's, it's a lot higher. I think that's... I, Jules, you have to admit, that is a... I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, MLK was murdered. JFK was murdered. Like, these are famous figures. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other conversation that if you're a disruptor, whether you're JFK or Bobby Kennedy or Lincoln or any of these guys, you're gonna have and like, these are like high profile. High profile. You know I'm you but I'm talking about just general people. You know, that's the, there's exceptions and there's rules. And and you're saying this is these are your words. It's definitely the rule with with you know success mm -hmm. within a black community. Well, men specifically. I don't know about the females, but mm -hmm. men absolutely. That's why you don't go in the hood or go go home with all your stuff out. Man, you're gonna find leeches and yeah. haters trying to take advantage so, of you. I don't I don't know how that presents itself in other communities, but it definitely does in the Final thought real quick. So I do a podcast on this side of the room with our CEO Patrick Bet David, and everyone thinks he's Jewish. Bet David, because <laughs> Ben, anything with B-E-N, Ben means the son of. Okay. And I know a lot of Jews who are so-and-so, Ben, so-and-so, so-and-so, Ben, whatever. But he's Bet David. So people yeah. think he's Jewish, but he's not. He's Persian, Iranian, Assyrian, Middle Eastern. Okay. But so he, he, people identify him as Jewish. So he had a clip that just goes viral. And he says, you know what I love about Jewish people? And, and, he, and he was basically talking about his own culture, about how Assyrians kind of have that same issue. They kind of hate on each other. He's Assyrian saying that about Assyrians. He goes, but what I love about Jews is when one Jew is successful... All his people benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And he wants the five Jews around him to prosper. And I'm Jewish. And I feel that same. I feel like, yeah, bro, what's up? Like, it's not like I like you better because you're Jewish. It's like mm -hmm. you just want to see your people win. We That's all, all it is. We all eat. We all eating out here. Yeah. And I think whatever, whether you're black, Latino, Assyrian, man, female, I don't give a shit. The worst thing you can be is a hater. Yeah. And I've been guilty of hating. Because even before I started YouTube and all that, I've been like, look at this fucking nerd ass motherfucker right here. He's fucking geek ass, like you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, why am I hating on this? I don't yeah. know him. People hate people. And the people reason hate to see people doing what they haven't done themselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the reason was because I wanted to start doing more YouTube content. I wanted to grow a show, and I'm hating on this fucking nerd who's doing it better than me. But the reality is, the guy is a nerd. But I'm using that as like, oh, he's a nerd. But it's like, no, he's killing it. Yeah. He's got millions of subscribers. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm like, you know what? Let me appreciate what this guy's doing. Reach out to this person, mm -hmm. collaborate. I end up interviewing this person. And next thing you know, I'm like, you know, this fucking nerd is pretty cool. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and that's the problem is that you're judging out of a, of a, of a place of insecurity yeah. rather than trying to, you know, lift things up for yourself. And I think that's essentially what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, final but word, think, Jules, go ahead. I think that. There's no need for that because we're actually now more than ever in a space of surplus and it's never been a better time to be a human being. Like you have access to the internet, we have access to technology, the music business is more profitable and easy, like 
you don't have to spend money to make a song and distribute it. You can upload it and boom, people all over the world can buy your product. This is an unprecedented time. And guess who has most of the market share in music? The hip hop community. So it's actually never been a better time to be a young black creative. So I think more programs, more arts programs, more access to marketing and financial literacy programs. Like what, what are we teaching in schools? Why are we teaching this? Like let's teach real things that kids right now can apply. These 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds can go home and make music and pop off and support themselves and their entire family. But we're not implementing that in curriculums. I think it's a it's a really ideal time, but I also think it's probably one of the most dangerous times just because of, like you said earlier, like social media is at an all-time high, drugs are at an all-time high, risk is at an all-time high. So it's like, yes, there is that opportunity to expand and grow, but I think what's really missing is like, that mentorship in that community. Like, There's some role models. But that's yes. what, but that's what mm-hmm. yeah, role you know? models, mentorship, 100%. Because and when you go back to the conversation of labels and insurance, and it's a lot to unpack. And right. I have, I could go on for days mm-hmm. about this. Well, here's my final thought. You don't, you don't think it's, they monetize the toxicity of hip hop? Like, well, you take I was that gonna out, say, it's gonna make it, I have it's put it together down. programs that focus on mentorship and financial literacy and have offered to even get them paid for and implemented for new artists that are signed to these labels. And What's they the weren't pushback? interested. Well, why? Do you know why? Because let's just, let's just build our own labels. How about that? I don't wanna focus on the things. We know why. Yeah. We know why. You know? But like, I, mean, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why. I'm sorry. Why. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I don't know why. Joel. I'm sorry. You're in the music business. Yeah, I because w- to me that sounds like an opportunity for that community to like change well, I, essentially. I was um, not the not the me, not the to, funds well. of an artist that's no longer with us are easier to control. The funds of an mm. artist. Not to like control. name drop, okay. but in my music reaction, doing music reactions, I'm real cool with Tech Nine, right? And Tech Nine's been rapping for damn near thirty years, and he says that. He's had, you know, the most success, as much success as anybody could individually. And he said the only thing that was holding him back is he didn't have that record label stamp. It like mm. cut his legs from up under him. He's not as big as he should be worldwide. Might be the one thing that saved him in the long run. You know, his life maybe, but you know what I'm saying. But as far What's as more important than that, I mean, he's not tied up in all that stuff too. You know what I'm saying? He's an old yeah. head. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like he's he's been rapping since the late '80s and he's still popping now. But those record labels, it's it's a monopoly. It's a mafia. It's like you gotta it's like fighting amazon or apple anything like that they got all the money tied up in them so here's here's why i'm so passionate about web3 we're in the beginning of a new frontier like this is bigger this is as big as a shift as going digital and and making it accessible for anyone in who had access to a computer to be able to distribute a product with internet Mm -hmm. like cuts out the middleman decentralization No more like agencies. Crypto, no, music industry. Like no more. Yep. No, I mean, not even in the just for the creative economy. Period. For mm-hmm. graphic designers, for artists, for visual artists, uh, vocal artists, directors, you name it. Like whatever it is that you're creating, it's essentially just direct to consumer and direct to community and community building the economy and and overseeing the economy. And that's what, like, ideally. Our government becomes decentralized mm-hmm. at some point. 
It should be, but that's an uphill this, but battle. This is a, but it's, yeah. guess, this is the beginning of that. Yeah, I feel it. I feel yeah. it. I'm with it. Like Hopefully. It sounds It sounds dope. It's just, I'm a realist, too. <laughs> and it's, that's it's a gonna mountain take to a long time. You now you're managing the chats? Yes. All right, guys, um, if you've got questions, if you've got comments, Nat is going to be Doing monitoring the them. Make, give um, us some good questions for our guests today. We've got a really yeah. dope but lineup. For, but for yeah. the mentorship, before we get off that topic... If there's anybody that's watching this that that agrees, like reach out to anybody that was on this panel and let's figure because it takes doers. Like people talk about mentorship. People have been talking about mentorship for 50 years. You know, I come from like the foster the foster community where I've been getting lectured about mentorship since I was eight years old in the system. So it's like we need more people. We know the problems and we know the solutions. We just need more people that are willing to do the work. So I'm willing to do the work. If you're a brand or a person with a platform or have a you know, 501c3, et cetera. Like, let's get some mentorship programs going and just be a part of the solution. Love that, Jules. Um, well, can we talk about just let's shift gears? We'll stay on music <laughs> yeah. a little bit. All good, guys. That was very, I love that. Um, this is something that I think you'll uh, obviously have a lot to say on to both of you. Um, but today's music, there's a large conversation out there, especially in the hip hop world, but in general, is that is today's music female-centric music specifically, is it empowering women or is it crippling women? Let me explain. Okay, so music has been said is the most powerful art form in the world. Real talk. Music, like if you go on YouTube, you can give the best speech in the world. Maybe you give, you know, interview, you get 5, 10 million views, what have you. You do a dope song, you'll get 100 million views, billion views, no problem. Okay? Ridiculously powerful music. And a lot of women, a lot of artists, for that matter, will express themselves in the form of song. In this case, women, right? So they will do um, social commentary. They will do, you know, identify problems, try to fix problems, um, and do it through music. Example. So back in the day, speaking of women and problems, um, tell me if you're familiar with these songs. Aretha, Aretha Franklin had a song called Respect. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Yeah. Okay, she wanted respect. Mm-hmm. Gloria Gaynor had a song, I Will Survive. Ah, I will survive and as long. Okay, that's what they were. She wanted some respect. She wanted to survive. She wanted to be treated all right. Dolly Parton, we all know that song. Mm-hmm. Um, working nine to five. I, I feel like I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> doing my thing. The mixed sauce mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a it was a correction that needed to be needed. Uh, needed to be done. Okay. You were disrespecting me. You weren't letting me work. Okay. You weren't letting me survive. Like mm-hmm. These were real life problems. Okay, so that was in the 70s, 80s. Cool. You ha- they had an issue. Correction needed. Respect. Um, then things changed a little bit. A lot. Okay. <laughs> TLC, I know you're a big fan of TLC. They started talking about they don't want no scrubs. Hey, I feel you. Yep. If I'm a chick, I don't want no scrub either. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who wants a scrub in their life, right? Then Destiny's Child, I'll never forget it. I think it was like right around 2000, 2001. Um, the independent. Mm-hmm. independent, all the ladies truly feel me. Independent. Okay, boom. No problem with that. But then things started to change. Mm-hmm. Okay, then Beyonce, you know, she broke away from freaking Destiny's Child, did her own thing, and all of a sudden, who runs the world? Girls. Who yeah. runs? And I'm like, all right, I guess girls run the world now. Okay, that's cool. Get good to know. Yeah. Then you got like Ariana. You didn't Grand- know already. Okay. Well, I, I thought that men ran the world, but it was oh. good to know. Um, what but, do men do it for? Well, we're going to have that conversation. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Then apparently Ariana Grande sings a song recently God about that God is a woman. It's like, all right, now they run the world. 
And God, who is always a man, I guess, I'm not, I'm not even that guy that goes there, but I guess according to the Ariana Grande, she's a woman. Cool, respect. But then that's where things started to get like a little hairy. You got like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. They're like, we got the wettest pudding in the planet and we got, we're the hoes in this house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then, you know, wh- whether you want to talk about Nicki Minaj, City Girls, Real Ass Bitch, okay, all that. And I, again, I'm a hip hop fan, but I'm thinking like, ah, what's the messaging here? Like, what's going on here right now? So my question is this, and Stevie, this is for you because I've heard you comment on this. Is, is music empowering women today or is it empowering women to self-destruct? I w- you took the words out of my mouth for the second thing you said, bro. I, I, I had that in my head verbatim. Mm. It's yeah. empowering women to self-destruct. Tell Absolutely. me why. Because um, I've heard you comment about this. Maybe that's where I kind of got that from. But you basically said, here's, here's some words that you have said before. Because yeah. we do research around yeah, here. We yeah, got producers. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, researchers. Yeah. You said that music today for women is over-sexualized. It's going to have a devastating impact on women long-term. And they, sh- they need to abort these mentalities. So I'm thinking, all right, like this is stuff that I I wasn't really like aware, aware, aware yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm as I'm listening to your explanation, I'm thinking, all right, let's let Stevie speak for himself. Yeah. So what I mean, do you, you think is happening? Think, to think women? about it individually, from the Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion impact on on the young women that they're that they're listening to them. Um, I guess it's it's. it's there's nothing wrong with an independent woman, but it's it's getting the women to not even want or desire or need a man at all. You know what I'm saying? And it's and I'm I'm speaking long more terms of like longevity, uh, companionship, families, birth rates, marriage, um, the hip female hip hop in addition to the feminist movement is just directing women the wrong way. Um, like it's it's empowers you to, you know, be independent financially. Um, you know, boss bitch this, run my own that. Um, you got, Period. Yeah, you got you got women nowadays. I don't even need a man to have a baby. I just go to the, the clinic and get. Period. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's not good for society. Like down the long run. The, the, Is it better for society when men talk about us being sluts and whores? So with, with that, but should it be glorified at all? No, it, but it's it's it's. She brings up a very good question. No, it go is. Ahead. It is. It is. But these, the the effect that female hip-hop is, is having on women and more of a... Let me get my... my I want to say it right so the message is delivered correctly. I think it has more of an impact on women because it, it will influence women much more than it influences, influences men because when you typically hear men talk about these things, these are like, you know, your high-value men mm-hmm. who have the leverage to, take, to say these things, whether they're good or not. Um, but typically you hear your Futures or your Rick Frosts or whomever. These are like big boss men that can typically do what they want. The majority of men don't live in that world, so they know they can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But when you empower all these women who pretty much have the sexual marketplace within their hands and then they, they receive these information, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect these women on a larger scale because all these women can use this information and be influenced by it. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, Porn is a, one of the largest industries in the world and now women are starting to make money off of that profit and it's a problem for men women have been being sexualized since the beginning of time i think it's uh we're in a place and it's a cycle right we see what madonna did we see it's all a part of the 
socioeconomic progression and story, like, like you said, you went through the history of, you know, we, we, we became able to vote, we became able to dress how we want to dress, partake in society the way that we want to partake in society, et cetera. And then it became somewhere along the lines, we are over-sexualizing ourselves. Well, I think that happened because we got tired of being sexualized and not being the beneficiaries of said sexualization. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I, I disagree to you to a certain extent, but I think the majority of the reality doesn't live in that space. The reason why women are over-sexualized is because the market is so crazy for it. Um, mm. Men have been put out of the sexual marketplace. Men are not having sex. You know the stat. Yeah. Men, men 30 years old or younger. thirty One third of men under 30 years old have not had sex. Men are yeah. going to college anymore. Men are having jobs. Most men are invisible to women. So with that being said, that's a direct uh, influence on porn, on OnlyFans. OnlyFans, the majority of their consumers are these men who have no sexual connection or outlet with women at all. It's not because of women being over-sexualized themselves. That, that's happened because the, the tide Where is... Where are the statistics saying that the men on OnlyFans are having sex? Say that again? Like, where are we getting this information? I don't know about the OnlyFans stat. I, I, we can pull that up, but there, there, there are multiple, multiple stats. It's, it's very Googleable that this is in general. I think it was uh, the guy who was recently on Bill Maher, Scott Galloway, he's an NYU professor. He talks about how basically society is, is uh, men are failing within society. But basically, to, to his point, Stevie's point, one third of men under 30 have not had sex within the last year plus. Okay, so meaning like, and this is the whole premise of this show. Let me just back up a second. So I started off the entire show saying basically this show is to help you guys out there, because we have 90% mostly male audience, just okay, so you know. Okay, okay. Just, just so we're clear. We do have a large, you know, we have millions of followers, so just do the math. But um, the whole premise of the show is to increase your status, your financial status, your relationship status, to see you win in life. But the, as a man, okay, and we're going to have a whole conversation on what a man is, what a woman is, what a woman's looking for, right? You know, a boss babe, an alpha man, we're going to, that's the next topic here. But with that being said, as a man, the higher you can elevate your status, the more money you can make, the higher, the, the greater your network, the, the more your connections, the, the more you elevate your actual real life status and even your social status. Okay. The byproduct that of that will be whatever you want, whatever you want. Correct. But namely, what do men want? Women. Beautiful women. So it kind of goes hand in hand right there. What I always say is that Money doesn't just live in a vacuum. Yep, I made a million dollars this year. Okay, that's it. I have the million. So it's that, like, what are you going to do with the million now? So that, I'm going to go buy a nice car. Why do I want a nice car? So I can fucking look good, so I can get chicks. I want to take a girl on a date. Like, it all kind of goes hand in hand here. So I kind of tied into what you were saying about men saying that stuff in hip-hop. Because typically, those, type, those men are saying it can do whatever they want. That's why it's not an issue when these tip men typically saying it. Like, when you hear women saying the words to the song in the damn club because it's Drake or Future or whomever saying, I'm going to fuck this bitch, I can do this, I can do that. If it was some dude at McDonald's saying this shit, you're like, man, get the hell out of here with that shit. <laughs> so, as a, so as a woman, I'm happy that there's finally songs that I could sing along to as a woman where it's a woman saying speaking about sexual experiences because we're all human we all have sex yeah. women enjoy having sex just as men do if not more mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but I don't think most that, of the time it's a woman that's, that's not the, getting the pleasure in the sexual but that, I don't, experience. That's not the problem though. Like there's no there's no issue with women expressing their sexuality. It's just the impact it is having on society, you know, long term. It's it's yeah. it's making it's causing women to be lonely. What's the what's the stat like um, the here it is. I think I'll the lack it, of real men are causing women to be lonely. So we, well, need, we can unpack okay. that too. We can unpack that too. So there's a lack of there's a, there's a lack of real men because as women as women progress and be more and become more independent, more successful, they're going to require a man at their level or higher to to accommodate them, right? Mm-hmm. Hypergamy. Mm-hmm. But if you are one, if you're a one percent woman, now you're looking for that one percent man, and that one percent man can have ninety nine percent of the women out there, right? So and so could so, the woman she she could but is this 99 is this one percent women gonna you know take go holler at somebody that works at at walmart or no exactly exactly. (laughs) well you're the concept of hyper let's 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 break this thing down okay so (laughs) so there's a stat out there okay and this is a stat that is basically a massive um foundation of why we do the show because Ultimately, like we interviewed Armani the Wing Girl the other day, right, Nat? Yeah, yes. And she says, I want men to be better with women, not because I want to help men, because I do, because when men are better, that means I will help women. Mm-hmm. Because women will have better men in their lives. Right. 100%. And I was like, cool, I actually appreciate that. Yeah. She's a, a, a um, very, very um, famous, powerful mm-hmm. in the dating relationship space. And all her clients are men. And I'm like, so you're a woman that works with men. Yeah, because I want to help women. I said, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because I want men to get better, to improve their status, mm-hmm. whether it's financial, relationship, be that. able to spit game. Right. And as a byproduct, now women will have better men to choose from. Respect. Cool. So the problem is, um, you know, these days, I, you've said this before, they say it again, men are becoming more feminine. And women are becoming women more, become more masculine. Yeah. There's like this... You know, you can be a man, you can be a woman, you can be a fucking kangaroo if you want. It's like, that's a very new thing. That's a very new thing. And I don't know if people are really down for that. But the stat that we always talk about, to go back to my specific point, I mean, Dell, you can even Google this right now. Pops first thing that pops up. And the stat is this. And I say it every show, people are like, all right, Adam, say it again, bro. Mm -hmm. That by 2030, 45% of women, so almost half, Mm -hmm. 45% by 2030, working women between the ages of 21 and 45, 25 and 45 will be non-married single. Okay? Mm. But what's the reason why? Because they don't want to settle with no loser-ass dudes. I think because we're getting to a place in the world where people are learning that they can be happy without having to um, conform or compromise to be just to be in a relationship because it's what we've grown up thinking. Like... That's the end all be all. But the stats say they're not happy though. Yeah, because I mean, Correct. well, think about it. You, you know, you just had a beautiful daughter. You know, yep. that joy is something that you can't go buy. You can't go like that's something that, in a sense, that you went and you reached out and you were able to find somebody and you were able to come and you know put you know have a child that happiness is not the same happiness as being the the richest person and having the biggest business and yes there is success in that and there's value in that and that creates also a person that who does deserve that lifestyle but essentially when you are building that it can take away from the opportunity to have children i've thought about this a lot because mm-hmm. it's been a really hard year for me. Yeah. I got depressed 
And it was, you know, I was told that it's postpartum depression and I'm still trying to figure out if it was just postpartum depression or my first time not working in a very long time. Mm. Right. But so I've been really putting thought into this, this concept. Mm -hmm. While I was working and before I found love, mm -hmm. I was very happy. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed my life. I was traveling. I was making money. I was accomplishing my goals. I was living out my dreams. But there was always a part of me that felt like something was missing, mm -hmm. a companion, because that's what we as humans always like yearn for, right? But I think in the end, it's just human nature to always long for something, to never feel, we have to work on gratitude and being present. Mm -hmm. Because once I did get the love that I was looking for and did have that blessing, what I've always wanted mm -hmm. a child yeah. to have my daughter. Um, then I felt that I was mourning my old life. Mm -hmm. And then I felt that I was like, oh, who, wh who, who am I? Like, what am, if, is this my entire identity now? Like, I, I want to be working on something that means something to me. Like, I enjoy music. I enjoy creating experiences for people. I enjoy helping people launch their careers and reach mm -hmm. their dreams and, you know, doing what I do. And so really trying to understand what it means to be a whole individual le leading a happy life in the long term. I think that as a woman, um, we should feel that once we have, we're, we're told that once we have that family and once we become a mother, like mm -hmm. we're all, that's, that's supposed to be enough. But, no. and for some people it is. Yeah. I think individually, like life has so much to offer mm -hmm. and i feel that women are just getting to the place where we're we're multi-dimensional mm -hmm. beings that are capable of doing so much like women take care of the house take care take care of the man take care of the kids mm -hmm. do it all and then also go to work you know working women are doing like three full-time jobs mm -hmm. whereas like the man is going to work coming home and you know, providing for the household and keeping everyone safe, ideally. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, we're in interesting times now where it's like... But there are different <sighs> chapters, you know, that, that chapter of your career life, like you felt a level of success and gratitude and your highest peak, but like now you're entering essentially a new chapter where like you're going to go through experiences with your child that you're going to realize that it's going to bring you happiness that you didn't know it was going to bring you happiness. You're going to be able to guide your child in something that you've never experienced, but you were able to experience through your career. So like new chapters, yeah. I feel like is what's really going to give you different levels of happiness that you can't buy and your career couldn't give you. You know, a hundred percent. It's it's priceless and it's an experience that I wouldn't want to go through life with not having. You know, being a mother. Exactly. Based mm -hmm. on that stat, if things progress the way they're gonna go, forty five percent of women are not gonna be able to experience what you experience. Well, yeah, and, and that's what I want to get your feedback on because kind of let me let me kind of yeah. frame that conversation. Mm -hmm. So, okay. and that's exactly what I want to. This is literally one of the things I wanted to hear from you, Jules, because you said you're thirty two now, mm -hmm. right? And you just had a beautiful baby. Respect. And but I know, I'm forty two. Okay, so I know women who are my age, who are, I mean, when I talk, when I say they were the hottest chicks in high school, all the guys wanted them. Next thing you know, they're telling me they're 42, they're at the egg fertilization clinic. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? I just want a man, Adam. I'm like, what? You could have had any man you wanted when you were 21, when you were 25, when you were 30, whatever. What if they now tried and all those guys were douchebags? Well, that's part of the problem mm -hmm. is, you know, when do you kind of pull the ripcord and be like, all right, 
What is that thing? All right, so, I'll settle for this douchebag. No, I, I don't think you should ever settle. No. No, I'm not saying to settle, but I'm saying being aware of what the future is. And then here's the question. So like your shirt, what does your shirt say right there? Never it says not never working. not working. You coined that phrase, respect. Like mm. when I think of Jules, I think never not working. She's been saying that for years. 10 years that I've known you, right? So, you <clears> know, <throat> we talked about women, especially in hip hop. Women are chasing the back. Get your money, girl. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, get your money. All good. I got no problem with that. And that's obviously a message kind of behind the scenes and all these songs and, you know, Cardi B and Megan mm -hmm. Thee Stein. Get your money. You don't need no man. I, I hear you on that. And listen, if there's anybody that can appreciate that, it's the guy that hosts a fucking financial podcast. <laughs> I'm all about the green. We good, okay? <laughs> but I'm wondering what the ne negative ramifications of that mindset are specifically for women. Because if you want to have kids, and you said it was the greatest mm -hmm. joy of your life, what's going to happen? So let me paint a picture, okay? So, Jules, fast forward. You never had your kid, mm -hmm. okay? You're working. You're never not working. How often are you not working? No. Never. <laughs> okay? So next thing you know, by the way, I'm just I'm using you as an example because yeah, yeah, you just course, had a baby. Yeah. It's 10 years down the road. You're not 32 now. You're 42. Okay, you're sitting on cash. You're you know your, your career is going great. You're single. You know you said specifically you're everyone's looking for a companion. I think we all are. I think mm -hmm, we get that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whether that's for a night, whether it's for a lifetime, people like companionship. But you know you kind of sacrifice the ability to have kids or to find a, a partner who really loved you for your beauty and your essence and all that. Because you wanted to be a boss babe and never not work. So I'm wondering you, Jules, if you didn't have your baby and you spent the next 10 years working and creating mm -hmm. something, would you not look back and be like, all right, I've got millions in the bank, but no partner, no child. Am I truly happy? And I, and I, I say this all the time. I'm, I can give guys advice all the time. I'm a guy. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to fucking make millions. I know what it's like to date hot chicks. I got you. But I don't give girls a lot of advice because I don't know what it's like to be a girl. But I do know what it's like to be a girl my age. My age. I tell this story all the time yeah. at my 40th birthday a year or so ago. Guy comes up to me, my boy Miguelito. He goes, yo, Adam, what's up? You're killing it. You got money at the club. You got the bar, the chicks. You got your show. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Is that Laura over there? Yeah, what's up? What's up with her? Oh, yeah, she's just she's doing her thing. She, she got kids. She's single. She was hot, bro. I go, I think she's single. She's like damn like that sucks and I, it made me realize at 40 the game is different for a man and a woman i tell this story all the time so i'm asking you i'm kind of give you this context if you were 42 you had millions in the bank don't you think you would kind of be like what was i doing all that for knowing what you know now yeah. having your child also an interesting uh topic for me right now as well because um I'm trying to find balance with my my work life and my personal life right now, and and one has had strain on the other, and vice versa. And um, it's something I'm asking myself: how important it is it for me to reach the heights that I know I can reach in my career, mm -hmm. versus how important is it for me to have a family unit and raise my daughter in a household with a family unit. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and by the I, way, you should be asking yourself that. Yeah. It's very important for you to kind of just process that. I'm trying to figure it yeah. out in but real now, time. But now imagine you will. You will. if you're 42, because you were doing the imagination okay, game I'm right 42, here. You're 42. So, so I say that you've to got, say, you've so got I've millions been thinking in the bank. You're good, of course, but you don't have a kid. I think. Don't you think you would be upset? I think I'd probably wonder what if, but I think that I'd like to see a world where. 
women under where human beings chase their joy and ideally there'd be a scenario where if there's a dream that you have or a future that you see for yourself you'll be able to obtain that future for yourself and along the way find a partner who's supportive Mm -hmm. and in that same boat as you and brings out the best in you and you can both individually achieve what you're here on this earth to do um together Mm -hmm. however um a lot of the time, and there's uh, books about this, uh, women who run with wolves, etc. Uh, a woman's greatest downfall is a man. There are many, I'm sorry, and I, and I will say, I'm not to like, I agree with a lot of the points that you make in terms of we need to value masculine men. I don't want to continue to see um, masculinity uh, in our ma- in our men attacked and mm-hmm. I as a woman just to preface all of what I'm saying I'm coming from a um, an upbringing where I never had a man I respected in my life mm. so I'll say that my mom's a breadwinner of the household mm-hmm. so I'm unpacking and undoing a lot of what I've grown up to know mm. um, and learning how to allow a man to be a man in my life. Mm. And it is a problem that I have. And I I am a product of A, my environment, and B, my culture and my influences. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, However, with that all being said, because I'm a product of those things, you could put me in a desert and I will find water, bottle it, sell it, and always be okay on my own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, um, I think that it's important for women to, I, I feel that, you know, we can't, we can't present to society that this is the only end-all be-all. And I don't want to say that we say it's not everything because it is beautiful and it's amazing, but people should follow their heart. If being an artist and making music and being on tour is what you're here to do, I feel that God puts you here so that you can make the music that millions of people need to hear. Maybe you're not going to be able to have a family and and live the conventional life that that we see in the movies and have that love story, but your music is going to change lives for generations to come. Everybody has their destiny and their, their path, you know? So I think it's dangerous to like, you know, sell this, this, continue to perpetuate this, um, storyline of for women like if you're 40 something and you don't have a marriage and you don't have kids then you're a failure because you could also be more successful than everyone else that, and you might not be happy so i love what you're saying here when i say i'm gonna ask you a question into this so th- there's a lady that came on the first show and i was like how does it feel gorgeous very attractive girl but she was in her i would guess early to mid 40s mm-hmm. and i said yeah but don't you want kids she goes no yeah. I don't want kids. And I go, well, then you you beat the game. You cheated the system. Mm-hmm. You're an attractive woman. Like, you're making money. You're a career woman. And you don't want kids. You win. You win the game. Yeah. Because you don't want kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But women, and this is, I think, it's part of the masculine-feminine, you know, dynamic and the nuclear family and all that is that, you know, men, controversy, might be a controversial opinion these days, men can't have kids. <laughs> okay? <laughs> women need to be the ones that have kids. So, like... The part of the problem that I have with like certain creators in certain spaces, I'm not going to call people out, is that, dude, women are the most beautiful thing on the planet. Like, hands down. Diamonds, gold, jewelry, necklaces, I don't give a shit. Hot, beautiful woman, number one thing on the planet, by far. 
Okay, wars are fought over beautiful women. So let's stop pretending and shitting on women. You suck, you ain't shit. Stop. It's the fact that they are so beautiful and so amazing and they give life that we need to honor that but also honor the fact that if you're a fucking man and you become the man, you can get the women that you want in your life. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not men versus women. It's how can we work together for society to be better? And right now... Things are so confused. Is mm-hmm. is the man supposed to be more emotional and, and more feminine and the woman should be working and the boss babe? And like it's so messed up that I think there's a large, you know, swath of people that are just like, can we just get back to what's normal? Back to the basics. Can we just get back to the basics here? Or can we just do what brings us joy? Yeah. But I think idea, I, I don't want to minimize or discredit anything you say. I understand where you're coming from and you're... I understand your perspective. You remind me of my girl because a lot of a lot of what you said. She she's a real estate agent. She works with men all the damn time. She's had to maintain a masculine frame for mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of her life, and she said the same thing. She never really found a masculine man. To mm-hmm. she know she didn't know how to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? She so, never felt so, comfortable being yeah, in her feminine. You know, yeah. So yeah. that so it took us a uh, not a while, but you know what I'm saying. We in a good spot now where she loves There's a being, power struggle. She loves her. being a home being. Mm-hmm. The woman, right? But um, idealistically, you say chase your dreams and things like things of that nature. You should, but you also need to be self-aware of like we're we're people, we're, and we, you know what I'm saying. And 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 you got you got like the emotional side, you got the statistics side, man. So if you tell all these women out here, chase your dream, just mm-hmm. be an attorney, be the best attorney ever. You have women out here on antidepressants because now they don't have no man, they don't have no kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you have a you have a uh, your perspective is really particular for you. you it doesn't that doesn't. So when I think most. about when I think about it, I, when I I take into consideration, you know, I study people. I'm in marketing, so I do I pay attention to people. And so when I when I do have a perspective, I try to include my experiences, yeah. and experiences of those around me. So I have a friend who is that woman that you're speaking of. That is beautiful. That is talented. And I've seen, and she's single, and she does want kids, you know. But she's in a place where she's like. Yes, I want kids, but it just it just hasn't the opportunity hasn't presented itself because the the pick of the litter is so slim. Like I thank God every day that I found a man that has manners that is it says but keeps I'd his word. Your, I, bet, I imagine your dude's like top one percent out here. Well, literally right? loss of last of a dying breed. Well, so had me, I not met I, him, I don't, I'm not going to say his name. But I mean, you can go. He's an NFL player. Plays for the so Miami like, Dolphins. He's, like, he's, like a he's a big, of, strong, he's like a masculine one one, dude. Like, right, right. But if, he's as badass I, as they come. Had girls. I not met him, no. Yeah. But the, by the way, a lot of uh, a lot of. People that you think are big masculine people are not yeah, what they right. appear to be, by the way, especially in this yes, industry. Yeah. So, but luckily he's one of a few. But had I not met him, I literally could be that woman. Mm-hmm. So you know saying, what I mean? So exactly. And it's not it, it's not because I wanted to be. Yeah. It's just because there was no man that ever made me feel comfortable that he could protect provide be honest be loyal and so it's like why would i why would why would why should i subject myself to like make compromises and what's not even subjecting to compromising you know what i'm saying it's just being aware because a woman always has to compromise in the relationship it goes both ways it goes both ways but you your your perspective where you sit is very unique 
I don't th I don't imagine most women sit where you sit where they see the world. You're like the feminist movement on steroids. You know what I'm saying? Like it took like a really masculine man, someone you respect to make you feel like a woman, right? And that's that's like a, a microcosm of what's taking place from the feminist movement right now. And I understand, I understand a woman's plight right now. It's like society has molded women to see the world this way where they're independent, boss, I need a fucking man to be on my level and if I, if he ain't then I'm Well, I'm how gonna, many men do you know that can fix no, but, no, but, wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. Okay. What I'm saying is that when it's, 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 it goes both ways because men are becoming feminine as well, but we're talking about women right now. Yeah. I hold men accountable as well, too. Yeah. It's, it goes both ways, but a woman taking that journey and, and they can be self aware of what's actually taking place in front of them. There's reasons why women have like crazy standards. For, for their man, like, your, I'm sure your standards was like, he needs to be this tall, make this much money, talk to me this way, put me in my fucking, like, all, it's 100% Jules, yeah, you, you know have, that's you have, true. You have a fucking long list of shit, and you found the man that you want, but you got lucky finding the man that yeah. you want, you know what I'm mean? saying? You know what I'm saying? So if you were self-aware, not for you specifically, yeah, but, women, but women in general, if they right. were, if they actually could understand what's exact, taking place realistically, they would, uh, those standards wouldn't be so crazy. But, and that, but I think it's the same, it's the same, you know, I think it's human nature. Like men, men have, men want a woman with pretty face, nice boobs, nice butt. She, no, she no, got to no, cook, no. clean. Nah. It, 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 no, it, what do you mean, it, Steve? It, yes. You're talking about? I'm saying, I'm saying. Steve, what's going on? I'm comparing, I'm comparing typically or generally the amount of things a, a woman that's on her shit needs in the man compared to a, a man needs in his woman. Like, I, you, yeah. you can cook, you can clean, fuck, fuck me, give me peace, and... We chill, we Guys we cool, but yeah. but a, a woman he need to be you know the long list of shit they, well, they need. Well, of course, the the, right? the woman has a laundry list. Yeah, I mean let's let's I mean Jules, yeah. let's get yeah, real here. Sure. Your dude, he's six foot two. He's good looking. He's an NFL player. He makes millions. He is handy around the house. He lays it down like you hit the lottery. The, he's doing it all. Bing 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 bing. <laughs> And most guys like that are like, I just want her to be hot yeah. and cool and just don't fucking give me a headache. Like, but but those I three things. Yeah, but Jules is like, I can't do the third thing. <laughs> but those three those three things that a guy wants are super important to the guy. Whereas all those things, the 10, 12 things, you're like, yeah, I, I mean, I I can I guess I can do without that one. But you know, these are important. Like, those three things for a man are very important. I think women make these lists and sure, like we talk about everything we want in a man. And so the perception is like that we're impossible and we want all these things. But at the end of the day, women are we're accepting less uh, on a regular basis. I but they like. don't want to. I don't think they should have to. Correct. Yeah, they shouldn't. But I don't even think they're accepting they less because women shouldn't. people ain't getting married well, no more. Relationships Stevie, ain't you said this. No you said this. I I'm think it has to do with having like Instagram and, and things at your fingertips that you could literally. But it's just different times now. Like before, you couldn't access, you couldn't slide in like Beyonce's DMs or you couldn't like talk to a girl in California if you were in Florida. Like it just wasn't, women weren't as easily accessible. A man could go or a woman could go on the internet right now and connect with anyone all around the world. That's so. valid. And that's the reason why women's standards are so high because first of all, you have all the mm -hmm. options. Yep. Right, you have men flooding your DMs. Yeah. So it doesn't happen vice versa. Women ain't flooding men's DMs. Correct. Men flood women's DMs yes. all the time. So you can just have your pick of the litter, whoever the hell you want. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I was and just telling my boy yesterday, he goes, he's like, you live in Miami. Like, don't you have a jaded perspective <laughs> on relationships? And I go, all right, that's a fair point. But let me give you a different counterpoint. 
Um, if you're the hottest chick in Tulsa, Oklahoma, okay, before social media, you had your pick of the litter of the dudes in Tulsa. And if you're a dude in Tulsa, you knew who Kelly from down the block was and maybe you had a chance with her. Now, Kelly, in this global sexual marketplace, Kelly's coming to Miami on the uh, for Ultra Weekend. It's a wrap. Okay? And she's going to get flown out to Dubai by Mohammed, Prince Mohammed out there. <laughs> or some dude, some male model out there in L.A. could fly her out. So all of a sudden, Kelly don't need to deal with Rick from Tulsa. She's got Rick in Tulsa. She's got Adam in Miami. She's got, you know... Mohammed in Dubai. She's got Hector in LA. She's got Mark in New York. She's got Billy in Boston. Thanks. And she's like, I'm the hottest chicken. I'll go where I'll take all five. I'll take all six. I'll go everywhere. And like, that's the difference is that back in the day, Kelly from Tulsa would marry Rick from Tulsa. Yep. End of the story. It's a wrap. Now, Kelly's getting flown around and she's, but what's the point here? If you're that dude listening to this, be like, yeah, I want to be that guy. I want to be able to get that hot-ass Instagram model. It's like, well, then you need to become the man. You know, they say that women simply are, but a man must become. Like, a man, like, when's the last time that you would just consider dating a guy because he was hot? Just because he was hot. Never. <laughs> okay. Never. <laughs> but guys will date a hot chick 10 out of 10 days a week. And then obviously, if she gets annoying, Most whatever. Most of the whatever. times, the hot guys don't have all the other qualities. Exactly. Yeah, so it's not exactly. Even well, you know, guys like Steve and I, we we kind of got it all though. So yeah. look at look at us, Steve. <laughs> yeah. This is the plight. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. Like thinking about like, seventeen year old girl was pretty as hell, and think about all the validation and and praise she's gonna get as she's growing up by all the men and whomever. It's gonna mold her mind where you're going to be damn near need to be perfect for her to take you serious down the road when she's. Like she's ready to settle down. Opposite end, you got a well, man. Well, she might just want the man who respects her no, for her I'm, mind. But, but, and if he I'm, looks but, like wait, but wait, but wait, but I'm just saying. I'm trying to compare the the, the trajectory of of our lives. Okay. As you growing up, you probably got praised, talked about how beautiful you were, dudes hollering okay. at you throughout the majority of your life, yep. right? Where you had you had all the leverage, pretty much getting type of man you think so that you, you know, want. Compared okay. to a man, compared to a, a man, yeah. it's just based on how you look. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Based on, uh, not to like discredit what you able to do yeah. like business wise but no, course, just based on your looks you can pretty much do whatever you want when it comes to look, men. look at nat who did we have on our show last thursday we had um uh mia and jordan oh, yeah, mia and jordan okay so let me give you a little context here Mia's 21 years old and beyond talented girl they like, hate me in the comments. It's hilarious. Don't worry about them in the comments. Don't even read the comments. Clearly they hate everybody. Chats will be read okay. soon. So. so don't worry about that. Read the super chats. That's the only comments you got to pay attention to, super chats. If you want to get your voice heard, read your super chat. But we had Mia. Jules, don't look at the comments. Okay, okay. Look at me. Okay? Um, Mia was here 21, super talented, beyond talented. The fact that she was talented is just a bonus. Because why? She was gorgeous. Okay. Beautiful girl, 21 years old. Jordan, good-looking guy, killed it on YouTube. Jordan Wells, shout out to you, buddy. Um, and I said, how you know, you know, you're 21, you're 20, what was he, 24? They both, she's got five million on TikTok. He's got a million on YouTube. They're both like, we're interviewing people with clout. And she goes, yeah, I, you know, I date billionaires, and I, you know, I, she's throwing the B word out there. Okay. I'm like, like, it, like it ain't nothing. Like it ain't nothing. I'm like, Mia, what are you, what are you talking about right now? Because she's gorgeous. Again, you think the billionaire is, is, is hitting her up because she's funny? No, that's a bonus. 
Meanwhile, Jordan was like, I'm like, Jordan, how much chicks did you get? He's like, bro, I didn't get looked at until like a year ago. He's like, I like good looking guy. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, chicks would just look right by me like 18, 19, 20, 21, nothing. So like the rules are different. But this is essentially what I'm saying is that women are beautiful. Use your beauty to your advantage. Don't end up like the girls I know. But you need to be self-aware. Yes. yes. Don't end up like the And I love these girls. These are my friends. But they're telling me, Adam, I really want a man. Adam, I'm a little depressed right now. Adam, I got an appointment with the egg clinic tomorrow. You know, I don't want girls to end up like that. I, I want the them to recognize their beauty friend. and capitalize on their beauty. And, and men need to, for men, it takes a lot longer. For men, it takes a lot longer to become the man that you want to be. I'm just, you know, difference. You said at some point, Stevie, you said, and then we'll move on to the next topic because we've got about a half hour left. I'm going to read the chat. You said if you're, and then we'll read the chat at the end here. You said if your only motivation is to focus on your bag, then you're going to be lonely. This is on uh, the Savo podcast, the Mm -hmm. Red Pill Lion. Shout out to you guys. 80% of women are fucked up. That's what you said. You said you want to be a boss, babe, but you want an alpha man. But there's no such thing. Because that dynamic doesn't work. Doesn't work. Okay. But Jules is making it work. It's a struggle. Is it a struggle? Okay. Mm. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's and, not easy. and Jules, I, this is what I want to get to the heart of. This yeah. is like, we're now coming to the essence of the show. Yes. You're dating the epitome of an alpha man, an NFL linebacker who makes millions. Hello. And you are the epitome of a boss babe. You yes. are the poster child of a boss very, babe. Very Your phrase is never not working. Yes. How does that work? How does that relationship coexist? Extreme commitment to self-growth as individuals and to the, to the relationship. Therapy. Like, we argue all the time. Yeah, it's it's been very difficult. Yeah, but and, and we've made it a conscious decision. Like, okay, I feel safe here. I trust this person. I am inspired by this person. I love this person. So all of like the very important intricacies—they're important, but they are at the end of the day intricacies. You know what I mean? That we we have to work through, but. Um, gotta let go. No, you gotta no, let go. Yeah. So my, my go. It, what's his? Uh, this isn't a therapy session. I love you. <laughs> but is his problem with you? The reason that he was into you is because you were out there and you were, you know, famous and and people know you. And he's obviously, but more than anything, he was attracted because he actually looks at you and he's like, damn. Like, so what's his biggest thing with By you? The like, way, the stop day working? he met me, yeah, there were way hotter girls than me there. Way like. I was well, not beauties the, the beauties in the eye of the beholder. beholder. I was not the so, hottest girl there by a long shot, and I think I doubt that. Is, however, yeah. but what's his biggest problem with you? Meaning, he wants you to be more that of I like try, a, that. I'm doing too much. Yes. Okay, exactly. He I'm wants you to be much. what? He wants me to chill <laughs> and be what? Chill and be home and be a mommy, and be mom, and okay. be a wife. Mm-hmm. And you want him to do what? Live a little. I want to. I want to have fun. Okay. I want to experience life. And but the reason that you're into him is because he's this big, strong, alpha, successful guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. The reason why I'm 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 into him is because the parts of him that aren't so big and strong. Like, yes, I feel safe with him, and he's big and strong. But like, my favorite parts about him are how genuine he is, how kind he is, how loving he is. How thoughtful he is, attentive mm-hmm. to detail, romantic, like 
you know, just caring. Like he just, he's an yeah. all around amazing man. And, and you know what? I, I appreciate you saying that. And that's where I want to look in the camera. Because and tell he you guys, allows himself yes, to be. Because guys, sensitive. you could be a big, strong alpha dude, but also be good to your woman. I like that he's woman. not like the, all the other big, strong. Because he's know. actually a gentleman. He's a he is a southern gentleman. Yes. He is a real man. I had and this conversation. A lot of these big strong guys, they're they're getting their validation from fucking. They're getting their validation or they think they're getting their validation mm -hmm. from from buying their way into things and people and situations and and coolness and fashion whatever. Like he doesn't care about any of that. Like I if he if if he was dripped up when I met him, it wouldn't have been the same like we met each other like in bathing suits, so it wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like one of those situations where I'm like looking at his jewelry or what he's mm -hmm. wearing or any of that. And and it's usually real. when people have those things, like I wasn't attracted to, to those that. kinds of people. Yeah. Was that like a warning kind of for you when you yeah, see that? Yeah, especially like the, the, the crazy, and I say this, like I want to trade this in for just a regular gold, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, but you know, like that's like for me, a man that's sexy is the guy that's like the most respected and powerful man in the room, but is not, he doesn't have to say too much or do too much exactly. with his clothes, with his mannerisms, with how he speaks like and carries man. himself. A grown ass man who doesn't yeah. need outside validation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, He's the men that are listening. I would, you know, there's this whole concept of a high value man, and a high value man gets this. It's like, so I guess my question, and then I, I actually have a lot of questions for you, Steve. So don't Not don't good. feel uh, neglected. So you know, we're seeing it time and time and again that a high value man and a high value woman, whatever you want to classify that, that it can tend to be a recipe for disaster. Like look at Tom and Giselle. Like if you if you ask me to point to a relationship, Tom Brady, I'm talking about. If you ask me to point to a relationship where I'm like, what's the ideal relationship? NFL Hall of Fame quarterback goat, the best ever to do it, supermodel, babe, met, boss, babe, all that, come together, family, kids, and now they're getting divorced. Then you got like because he didn't know when to stop. She held it down, sacrificed her what, whole career. What other career does a man need to retire at forty-five? No other career. It's not about like, it's not about needing to retire. He doesn't have to work financially. They're taking care of his kids. Are growing up every day. A football player has to be at the so facility at seven a.m. They have to leave the the house at six thirty. Yeah. They don't come home till six o'clock. The kids go to bed at seven thirty. That's an hour and a half that you're in the child's life. It two hours, and then on the weekends you're playing ball. Well, you actually have a unique perspective because you're engaged and uh, you're a child with an NFL player. So she's so, raised those kids. Yes. And she, and not just her, but those kids are are waiting for their father, and he's given the you know I'm sure there was promises behind closed doors like yes, let me just get this one last ring, let me just get this do this one last thing for mm -hmm. my legacy, and it's like, well I don't know I mean what else what, what more does he want to play for? But at this isn't point? that kind of the position that you're kind of debating yourself? Is that you're between your career and your family right now? Well, I haven't won the Super Bowl yet. I didn't. I didn't but get to prove. But you still had major what, successes. Though. Not where I. Nowhere near. To me, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a disappointment. But that could be where he's viewing himself. To him, he could be in a place where I feel like I'm a disappointment. I want to be more for my kids. I want to do more for my kids. I want to be more of an example for them. Like that could maybe be where he's also struggling. Because you also don't know his side. You don't know her. You don't, I don't know, know the situation. Tom Brady's like it's it's un it's not even a debate about him. So the debate's been won. The accolades are there. The money is there. The family's taken care of. Go home. But, but his internal that, success. Yeah, you don't know his you're internal putting that success. Cap on though. Him, though. You don't know what's he going on. He doesn't know. To him, he maybe he wants to be bigger than 
the Tom Brady that people see him today. And then He's when he gets more. that, what, what memory does he gonna have with his children? Well, that's a, that's a sacrifice and a thing that he's dealing with. But it's essentially yeah. the thing that he's looking for more. He's I understand. missing I something. Feel, I feel him. And I think that life is about balance. Well, the, the, it's, it's, it's crazy because I love the fact that you're obviously with an NFL player. but And I understand. And being a supermodel, mother, wife, I get it. You want your man to come home. But this man is, you know, so we, men say, you know, strive for greatness. Mm -hmm. You know, focus on, you know. Focus on success, focus on excellence, not so much women. That's like a mantra within men, you know, in the manosphere. Find your purpose. You're talking about a guy who's like the greatest to ever freaking do it. And he's like, just let me continue to be great and work on my greatness. Okay, we have an entire off season for kids. And by the way, just one last year. Like, the entire stick with off me. season is filled with training, okay, by the way. That, right. That's fine. Media, but right. She's been with him 20 years. Or however long they've been together. She's like, give me one more year, baby. Now you're going to go fucking blow it all up because you don't want me to be great? It's it's almost selfish, but I also understand why oh she thinks... Oh, my God. Well, well, I also understand, hear me out, why she thinks he's being selfish. I get I'll it. tell you why. Yes. Because he just won the Super Bowl in Tampa. Like, what other Two point? years ago. He lost last year. Okay, so he lost last year. He should have, yeah. That's when, you, when you're in the casino top, right? and you keep playing no, and you lose yeah, your money. No. He should have retired after he won the Super Bowl Yeah, but you don't tell Tampa. him. Like, you don't, that, you don't know how many. And by the way, I love Tom that? Brady and yeah, I grew up in crazy. Boston. So <laughs> the fact that he would even retire from the sport is devastating to me. But that's what his purpose is. Everyone says you got to find your purpose. Find your purpose. He found his purpose. But he's not a mother. And now you wanted to cut it off? While he's still doing it? Because he, think about it, she he's knew not. She signed he's, up for, he's yeah, not. She and, 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 okay, but we she don't know the conversations that went. No, he Correct. said in the media, he said to us publicly, I've made a promise to my family. Mm -hmm. Be a man of your word. You made the promise to your family. Your wife, who makes more money than you and is actually kind of just as iconic, right? She owns Javiana's freaking flip flops. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. See, I know you, your, your man got to be having problems. <laughs> <laughs> she put all that on the side to raise her family and, and, and expected her man to come home after a certain same. amount of wins. So man. it's like, that was that was the deal. I'll hold it down, babe. I'll put my career and on what hold. what if he says, babe, I'm now sorry. Now it's time. And he's like, I, I want to keep playing. She's what if like, says, you babe, selfish. I'm sorry. I, I thought I was done, but I'm not done. Like, She's like, am I not enough for you to be fulfilled? But no, am it, it I the supermodel who could support us both? It's like the NFL was like genetically not. embedded in this man. He's been doing this shit it's since. It's time for him to experience life after nah, the see, uh, that's not they, for long. That's why they're getting a divorce because you. It's essentially Giselle telling this man to stop doing what he loves. And it's like he's how old is he? How old is he? 40, 40, 45. 45. It ain't like he about to be playing five more years. You've yeah. you been doing You don't it, know that. He's not going to play till he's 50. No. But well, even you if never people know didn't that. think he was going to play till yeah. he's 45. That's true. Well, either way, like once he's done, it is a wrap. Like you yeah. got him all to yourself forever. Well, what's what's another? And that's a, and, and you know this with athletes, or I mean, you're not there yet, but these athletes, when they retire, they, they end up getting depressed because then now they lack purpose. Yeah. And then think about Tom since Brady. You're, since you're or a they teenager, become the rock. But then or think about Tom yeah, how many rocks are there, Jules? Tom Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady would definitely be, or Shaq, they're, they're, Tom Brady could definitely be another iteration of that. Correct. Correct. But I'm talking about the other 99.9999% athletes. They retire and now they're like, what do I do with my life And then life think now? about Tom Brady. How, and that's why how NFL players... Remember, you know how psycho he is on that, on that field? Yeah. You're bringing that home now. You're bringing that home now.
But there could have been there could have been more like of course there could have been more effort maybe on his end to his wife maybe they lacked in like Definitely they don't spend time they don't date each other yeah. that's a, that's an area that we don't know but when you look at like the out you know the the perspective perspective of it all essentially it's like you know he's focusing on his career and he wants to be like his kids are at an age where they do need him but I think also him doing this. Is also They're about going to be to, in middle school and high school. Those are the times where you need advice. It is hard correct, in school right now. Correct, correct. But I think also them also seeing their dad um, reach certain goals and, and make certain sacrifices, that's also a lesson in itself. 100%. And them also seeing the sacrifice. Look, because dad wants to do X, Y, and Z, me and mom are not going to work. That's, a, that's an understanding. They have to understand. They should understand that now. Before their daughter gets older and she wants to go date a football player, she should understand the reality of what your life could be. So I think this whole thing is a lesson in itself for the family. And as unfortunate as it being public and exposed and all that stuff, and we don't know the details, essentially it is a very realistic lesson for the kids today because that's the life essentially they're kind of headed towards and by the way i like i said i'm all for people being here to do what they're destined to do so mm-hmm. had it seemed like with this specific case uh there weren't like agreements in place then i would be like yeah tom needs to do what he's destined to do mm-hmm. but there's two people here who had very uh big legacies to leave behind right. very big platforms and careers and it's clear that one made a sacrifice and a compromise and it seems that there was an understanding and so to me the mm-hmm. whole thing from if I'm speaking about this specific instance, mm-hmm. like I feel for Giselle. I yeah. feel for Giselle as a woman who who was looking forward to those Disney trips, those those father daughter dances being attended, those kids uh, after school programs having both the father and the and the mother in the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and by the way, I can appreciate it, and this yeah. is the reason that we have multiple men and women no, I think on it's the great. panel. I think this is healthy yeah. conversation. conversation. It's great, yes. It's important to, for men to understand that women also have a voice Thanks. in this matter. Yes. Like, I'm a Tom Brady guy, and obviously I'm on, you know, Team Tom in, in, in essence, but Giselle does have a fucking voice in the relationship. Yes. It is 50-50 in that regard. So I mean, she's basically been raising those kids... They also have nannies and butlers and drivers and <laughs> yeah. coaches. And we don't, and we don't, we don't know exactly what's been going yeah. on behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here, J- Jules, but one last question. Schedule, like. One last question, and then I'm going to turn it over to Stevie. I got some stuff for him before we wrap up in the next 10, 15 minutes. Um, there's a saying. This is the culmination moment for you. Okay. <laughs> there's a saying in the uh, Manosphere Red Pill community, which is basically you know, how men operate, um, that men lead and women follow. And there can only be one leader in the relationship. Do you have a problem letting your man lead in the relationship? Or are you okay with that? I don't have a problem with it. I'm okay with it. So there's multiple reasons for my tenseness here. Number one, I have to go to the bathroom. I've been holding it for a while. So if you're reading my body language, that's one. Got it. Number two, um, I think that there's there's things that yes, he's the man of the household and Mm -hmm. and he's gonna lead. And I'm I'm training myself to allow that to be the case. Got it. Um, do you have to go to the bathroom really bad? Yes, yes. So here's what we're going to do. Come back. We're going to do a question or two with Stevie, and then you're going to give your final thoughts when you come back. Okay, and we'll, perfect, perfect. We'll wrap Thank up. You, 
Don't run out though, yes. Jules. Come back. Jules will be right back. Okay. That was, that was funny. Okay. <laughs> we all waited for it. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I, was I love that though. <laughs> Deli, I do need you back here though, buddy. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting perspective right there. All right, Stevie, here's, I actually have a whole segment for you mm. that I want to get into. Right. Okay, yes. so, you know, we talk, she, it's how funny is that she didn't know. She's like, what's red yeah. pill? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Deli, let's do this, baby. So, um, I actually had some questions regarding Andrew Tate. You're an Andrew Tate guy or no? I'm you an like, Andrew Tate guy. You like Tate. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the, the well, that was for her, but the, um, so typically you identify with the red pill community for the most part. Yeah. For the most part, yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But lately you've been locking horns with a couple different people. Uh-oh. So, you know, Sneeko was canceled, um, and you did a reaction video to what he had to say about the cancelization with Abba and Preach. Yeah, we just yeah, had Preach yeah. on the show a couple weeks ago. Shout out to you, Preach. Yeah. He's got beef with Fresh and Fit. They've yes. got beef, but he's not red pill. And then uh, Sneeko's calling him Apple and Peach. So, by the way, if you're not familiar with who Sneeko is or Abba and Preach or Stevie, for that matter, that was the thumbnail right there. Mm -hmm. So um, you end up reviewing the video. Within the first 30 seconds, you're like, he's a fucking idiot. He's an entitled-ass bitch. He's a prima donna. He's been brainwashed by the red pill. And you said, I think at one point, that he's leading um, young people down a toxic valley of death. So, again, you typically... You know, you're down with the red pill yeah, yeah. Your community. Yeah. But so why do you single out Sneeko and why do you think that he's such a bad influence? Because he's not red pill. I, mm. I, I'm i not entirely in tune with everything he got going on. I yeah. see like the most viral videos he has, but the video that Abba put, mm-hmm. he laid all the information out and, and Abba and uh, Sneeko was playing victim. Like he made it seem like he just, they just erased this shit and he didn't know where it came from. But they gave him like, Countless warnings. warnings or three yeah. warnings like, hey, you do this shit again, we'll go get rid of your shit. And mm-hmm. he's playing victim out here, man. And then um, I made a conscious effort to pay attention to him, like, you know, past few weeks, man. And just the way he moves, he's a kid. He's, I didn't know he was as young as he is, but he's a kid. How old is he? Yeah. I think he's like 24, 25. Okay. He's, a kid. He's, a, man, he's a kid. And I think that, you know, he probably looks up to like these Tates and people of this in that area and it sounds cool to say what they're saying and yep. you know the traction and the the, vi- the, the virality of it all the is clout. just you think yeah. he's a clout chaser i don't know because he's been doing it for so so long i think okay. that this red pill shit probably resonated with him okay. and he just you know went off off the rails with it but i i don't like it because that shit has a lot of influence and he's young mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of boys out here that who lost who are looking for guidance and looking for, you know, certain areas to better themselves and they go down this lane. As far as what I've been seeing from Sneeko lately, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna uh make situations worse for them. Gotcha. Um well, would you ever do a debate with him or anything Absolutely. like that? Okay. Absolutely. Sneeko. <laughs> yeah. Um you familiar with Andrew Tate? I became familiar recently. Okay. Um so anyway, we're, we're kind of we're talking about that. But you also, you're catching beef with someone else on the other Actually, side. I actually don't think as poorly of Andrew Tate as, as most people do. Really? I think he makes some valid points. Okay. Um, well, we're ta- that's mm-hmm. sort of like the manosphere, the red pill community that we're talking about. And obviously, you're in Miami, you've heard of Fresh and Fit. You know those guys? Okay. No. Don't go on their show yeah. right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I would see you go over there. Yeah. That'd be hard. That'd be hard. But by the way, shout out to those guys. My guys, they just hit one million, million on YouTube. Amazing. So respect to, to you guys yeah. out there. Chop so it up, what's cut their it show up. About? 
about everything you're talking yeah, about right exactly. now, but <laughs> even more amplified. The stuff that triggers you yeah. is yeah. over there. Like, <laughs> but um, so that's, you know, red pill stuff. But you're also catching beef or locking hordes with people who say they are not red pill and they're identified. I don't, I don't think they would identify himself as blue pill, but he's been called blue pill. And that's my guy, Hafiz. Oh, yeah. He went right? crazy up here. So, yes. Deli, I know you got a picture of what Hafiz looks like. So, um, I know what he's about to put up there. You already know. So, um, I want to see. Who's Hafiz? Am I? Like, I need to catch up. I've yeah. been in baby world. That's okay. I don't know. If, that's right. We're getting anyways, you, you like, accommodated. Find it on that's YouTube. Him? It's fine. No. Okay. No. But anyway, you called Hafiz uh, annoying, passive-aggressive, he talks to people like they're idiots, and he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. So I'm cool wow. with Hafiz, just so we're all clear. Just yeah. so you know. Um, but what's your beef with Hafiz? I, I didn't have beef because I I I made I preface this saying I don't know him. I don't want to say this about him, man. But that interview he had with uh, Red uh, Pearl, uh, with uh, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl it got under my skin, man, because yeah. he was talking to her like she was an idiot. Mm. And uh, he was really passive aggressive, and okay. you know I ain't, I ain't appreciate that. that. It, it right had there. nothing to do with like. No, I don't even know what the hell blue pill is. It's like you're you're stuck in the matrix. Is that what blue pill is? Anyway, red pill, blue pill. It's yeah, take, red, taken yeah. from the matrix. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you take the blue pill, yeah. then life will continue yeah. as is, no yeah. problems. Red pill, you're gonna know the real yeah. truth of life. That came, came from that movie, yeah. but also some of the uh, stuff that comes with being knowing the truth. But and I, I, but, I have issue with the stuff he says too, because I think he's gonna that's gonna hurt men as well. Because what do you think? Because like red red pill to me is you just being aware of what's actually going on. You got the the, the blinders lifted, and for men, you're equipping them. You're, as, you're, you're equipping them as, with as much as they need to navigate through this world as best as they can mm -hmm. to come out on the better end. And the stuff Hafiz puts us, I heard him saying, it's like he comes from like a really emotional space mm -hmm. doesn't really you know can you pinpoint something that it's like well totally he, it's or, or more like idealistic like you know in a perfect world it should be this mm -hmm. and you know it's you could be an idea you could you could be idealistic but you got to be realistic at the same time like mm -hmm. what you're saying is not the way it is you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like but do you I think th he's coming from a place of a way that it could be if it's worked on accordingly around <laughs> what was he I'm, saying in the perfect world what because uh, i know he's like he's like he's, agrees, he's, he's, but he's like different in a way of like he's look. I think he's coming more of a place of like the, all the things that are negative, we can make it positive. It's just gonna be but kind he, of but, out he the norm. but he never comes up with solutions. He just says this is what it is, and we're. I guess instead of attacking it, you should come up with solutions. And I, I think one of his one of one of his biggest qualms is like people out here who, who spit this red pill stuff are not really red pill, and he mm -hmm. had like animosity towards yeah. that. Mm -hmm. But um, like he was he was just. Well, his whole thing is this, because um, we got five minutes left, yeah. but and I want to get the super chats in, and I yeah. want to uh, let you guys get the final word. But his whole thing is this: is um, he kind of draws a parallel for like from like feminism or like the toxic part of feminism mm -hmm. to the red pill, and he's kind of basically saying that they're kind of different branches of the same tree, yeah. And like all the problems that are kind of going on on that, the same with that, and. I can understand I that. that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, but here's what I do, why I think he's a necessary voice. Because nothing, no ideology, nothing should go unchecked. Nothing should just, yep, that's that's what it is. Yeah. I don't care if it's religion, I don't care if it's politics, I don't care if it's 
you know, intersexual dynamics with yeah. men and women. I don't care if it's how you should invest your money. There should always should be a counterpoint. That's what a debate is. Yeah. So in the red pill space, and I'm friends with all these dudes. I interview all these guys. Like, don't chop this up to make sure I'm think I'm talking shit. I'm cool yeah. with these people. But what they're saying can't just be gospel. That's the way it is. Yeah. That's it. Can't question it. Yeah. And like I hosted a debate with Rolo, who's known as the godfather yeah. of the red pill. And Ruslan, who's a very Christian, oh, I won't even say Christian, he's a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. So he labels himself. And I loved it because I'm my essence is I'm just trying to find out the truth. Mm -hmm. Trying to find out, all right, you believe this, you believe this. What's this? What's the common ground here? And what I think Hafiz is doing is he's basically saying, look, not everything you're saying is accurate. Not everything you're saying is the way that it goes. And I'm okay with that. That's competition. That's yeah. capitalism. That's questioning things. That's debate. That's discourse. And as long as you can have those types of conversations without fucking being disrespectful, mm -hmm. totally, totally cool with that. And that's what I appreciate about the conversation we had here today was, I think you guys disagreed. Are you, oh, I disagree. I disagree. Mm -hmm. No, you're not right. Like you have level-headed level people yeah, here. Yeah, but that's that's the beauty of what we're trying to do here is we're trying to take people with different perspectives, mm -hmm. different ideologies, mm -hmm. and see if we can come together. Right. And that's I think what we're doing here. And I think both of you guys kind of yeah. like. Did your thing. Yeah. Um, with and that think, being said, go ahead. I think multiple points can be true at the same time. Yeah, that's you a know, fact. and I think it's important for society to yeah. like continue to remember that. Mm -hmm. Just like the Tom Brady discussion, I'm a Tom Brady guy. As a dude who played football and his friend, like friends with athletes, like I'm on Team Tom. But like it took, question, it took, it took, it took her to say, "Hey, this is what Giselle's thinking," and that's why I empathize with that. So, how you feel about Giselle with the divorce though? Like, you cool with her divorcing that and parting ways from a family with all them kids? I think it's none of us, uh, none of us's space, place to really have an opinion on anyone else's marriage, honestly. But be, for the sake of like the conversation in this show, I feel that um, I feel that even with even with the sake of this conversation, like we don't know, you never know the ins and outs of of, of things, like yep. you know. So it's like I can't even say I'm okay. With, first of all, I don't care. I, I wish them both. I, <laughs> Let's just I start with that. I don't give a shit. Like, I wish them both. Um, I wish them both joy in their lives, and I and most importantly that they can find a way to co-parent in a way that's conducive for the children to have a healthy upbringing, um, because that's what's most important here. And I think like everybody needs to remember that. Like, there's two young lives involved here that you know. That, that's the most important thing. But, the kids you're saying. Yeah, so three men them, are really pissed about this, huh? Men are really pissed about Because this. I've said it before, I said it again, and, and I, feel free to push back, and I know we got to wrap up, that you could be Tom Brady. You could be the freaking man, the Super Bowl winning quarterback, GQ looks, famous, awesome dude. You never hear bad stories about Tom Brady. You could just be this total, the epitome of masculinity, the leader of leaders, a man among men, all that, and then some multimillionaire... Beautiful wife, marry a supermodel, don't cheat on her, be a good man. You could do all these things. And then at some point, she's like, Yeah, I think it's time for a divorce. He's like, What? Has he been a companion? Well, I don't know. We don't know He's that. He's been but many the, things, but we all want one thing it's companionship. Giselle is worth 400. 
Tom Brady is worth less than three. I don't think she cares about the money at this point. Do you point. think he no. cares about there's, there's the money? Nothing, that has nothing to do with the money. I think, I think he cares it, about the money. And I don't think she cares about, you know, honestly, to she be honest, his, his legacy anymore. <laughs> See, because crazy. she's like, I want, yeah, she, it's that's not that, crazy. it's not crazy. It's just, it's her truth. Like, she wants, she does, she Ooh. not deserve, Tom deserves to have a legacy, but Giselle deserves to have companionship. That's Giselle wild. deserves to be happy. Giselle deserves to have peace and support she, and help with her kids. I actually fully agree with yeah. you. I'm going to ask you one last question. We'll wrap it up. Who do you think is harder to replace? Mm. Giselle replacing Tom or Tom replacing Giselle? Mm. You know the answer. Come on. <laughs> I don't know them personally. So we're just going off of like their socioeconomic None of status. us know us yeah. personally. Yeah. But I can answer that question. Real quick. You think Tom's going to be harder There's to replace? There's one Tom Brady. There's yeah, of course. Hundreds Tom is be of supermodels. Okay, and there's a there's a, lots of wealthy. What if she's gonna go be with an, a freaking? She got to get him first though. She, but she don't got to do nothing to get nobody. She's Giselle. She all she got to do is uh open up her fucking mailbox. That's open the up problem. Her. That's the problem. But <laughs> is it? But didn't you say like you you struggle to find like you got lucky to find the man that you did? It's hard for women to find like a good man. Like an example, like you for example, like to find that good hard. man. So for her to go from Tom to finding essentially someone equivalent to better yeah. it's gonna be really hard for her she ain't her. going from and Tom to yeah. Ron it's unfortunate it's not now. like we're yep. happy about it Tom. I feel terrible that she now has to figure out how do I suffice for this loss that I'm taking because I'm looking for happiness mm -hmm. and she deserves happiness absolutely mm -hmm. like she made probably one of the some of the biggest sacrifices of the relationship so for her it's gonna be hard him yeah. You know what route you know what route she's gonna go? She's gonna go the How many Giselles are there? How many women are there that have a higher net worth than Tom Brady? But, but I don't think she's harder to replace. I don't think Tom cares, the men she don't don't care Tom cares that, if she if she they have a net worth of four hundred dollars. I think Tom money. is looking for a girl that's gonna support him and let him be on the field. Okay, and there's plenty of those. There's exactly. plenty of those. Go get you one of those, Tom. Exactly. Because Giselle She's gonna have special. Exactly. Giselle could go look at uh Penel uh who's the guy that Penelope Cruz is married to not not Penelope Cruz um uh, you know who I'm talking about with the s she's Selma Hayek mm. her man is the fucking owner of like pe uh, man, she got part, what's the the company that owns Louis Vuitton and Moet Hennessy and all these kinds no, of people? LVMH what's Bernardo Tom Brady in a drop of Magnificent creators, inventors, and minds. Yeah, in the but world. you can no, they're into out that there. relationship. They're talking, out it, it there. It's gonna take a chance of her doing that. Like, well, we'll see. How about this? Yeah, you know we'll the reality. See. The reality yeah. is, let's see who they end up dating next. <laughs> yes. My opinion is she's gonna maybe go the Pete Davidson route. Like, yeah. Yeah. all right, let me just date some clown to get laid for a little bit. I but have that ain't some reality. hope. I think she'll get like an undercover successful guy. Yeah, I think yeah. she's I gonna have some like, hope. All those undercover successful guys. Better off just trying to make it work. Or how about how about this? They hopefully make it work. Ideally, ideally, we all would want that. Yeah. Anyway, that that was a blow for the institution of marriage. If that can't work, <laughs> fuck me, fuck my life. Anyway, There's ladies hope. out there, I love There's you. Hope. Hit me up in the DM. Stop. Nat, Nat, now it's time for Nat's rant. Go ahead, Nat. Do your thing. You got my chats. Super chats. You got some my, things to say. Yes. Go ahead. Um, so I'll go through the, some of the super chats. I'm gonna do the ten dollars. Where and is above. this one? Um, I have them on here. I She's know. on her YouTube phone. Yeah, I have them on here. No, on the YouTube chat, Delhi. 
Uh, Go to the first uh, store. You can somebody get off that. said who hurt. Well, I'm gonna read the super chats we have. The I'm gonna read twenty dollars and up because just no. for sake of time of our guest, um, we have one that says um, from DL Sane. I really want to know podcast yeah, twenty dollars. No. Yeah. Um, what's good, brother? Just a little pushback. Violence has always been linked to hip hop back in the beginning. Rest in peace, Scott LaRock, Big L, and all all the rest. Great show. Great topic. Uh, then we have NSX, NSX, $10. Rename your show to Modern Woman. Avoid to teach men uh, how to be a role model. Where are the stats um, for that? Leave it to Stevie. Uh, then we have another one um, from him as well. Thoughts on gender roles and feminization and the men in the media of Hollywood. If you watch new content this year on Netflix, especially kids' content, they're portraying all girls as masculine and boys as feminine. That's, that's something fair. to keep that's in a, mind. That's, that's something fair. to look that's out for. Uh, another one from DL Sane. I really want to know podcast twenty. Uh, ask Myron Gaines to tell you about the husband store and the wife store. Your guest needs to hear it. I would like to hear that as well. Okay. Uh-huh. And then we have read uh, the names though when you're uh, saying it. That was DL Sane. Okay. I really that was him again. Uh, Doc Hancock, ten dollars. If you're arguing all the time um, and you're looking for peace, do you ever uh, maybe think your husband would like you to be a little bit more submissive in a way? So that was a comment. Yeah, I think there's a lot of submissive women out there. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. If that's what somebody wants. Yeah. And then we have this. That's not you, one. though, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Let him know. You're going to learn today. <laughs> and then we have um, Slow and Fidel, $100. Um, 60 Fit, Wealthy, and My Woman in DR in Colombia blow uh, you out the water. They're peaceful, respectful, super hot. They make morning coffee um, without drama. We are done with U.S. women. Done. I make right. morning coffee without the drama. Yeah, I know, great. I know you do. I know you do. So those are some of the super chats. I just read those because sake of time. Yes. And then you want me to have my little rant about. Um, so the little rant that I just have is I know we talked a little bit about hip hop um, and the culture and stuff like that. And I grew up in the culture of hip hop. I love hip hop. I've always had a passion for it. My mom wasn't really a fan of it because of the stuff that they talk about sometimes. Um, and I just think it's important that, you know, like today I look at myself and my choice of music and unfortunately hip hop is not the top of my charts anymore. Unfortunately, it's not the first thing that I go reach out for just because it it's promoting a subconscious bad content. Like talking about like your WAP. Yes, I understand we're trying to empower women and we're supposed to, you know, push women into the sense of like being independent, but there comes a point where it becomes inappropriate and then you're, you know, you're promoting this type of persona and men don't really want to have a woman that's exposed like that. You know, I know we talked a little about OnlyFans. Respect to the OnlyFans girls, but to be honest, I feel like OnlyFans it it yes you're making money, but with the sacrifice of you ruining your credibility and your your personal, your private, you know, life. Um, so for me, you know, as much as I love hip hop, I can still rap some of the stuff out here. Don't tell my mom. Let him know. Let him know. <laughs> Don't tell my mom. But um, I think it's important that you know, as content creators, especially in the hip hop industry and that culture, you know, be the change you want. I personally think the only way that that whole community and this whole of you know black on black crime and all that, the only way it's going to go away is by setting an example within the community. You know, they don't want to hear from anybody else. They love to, when when black people and the communities and even Jewish and white, when, when they are part of the winning team, they love it. They love it. 
you know? Like, but when you're not part of the winning team and you're watching people win, that's where the hate comes. So I think a really big part of it is put yourself in a position to be a part of the winning team and be the change and impact in the world. That's my and that's, that's my that's rant. Love I still love him. I that's still not, love it, but okay. you know, just change it up By the way, we're closing in on a hundred thousand subscribers. Yes. We started this channel, I don't know, two years ago. Uh, you know, the big the, the mothership is at I don't know three point seven million right now. Actually, it's collective. We're collective with all of our channels we're hitting five million we're at five million million. okay yes but anyway we appreciate you we love you respect even the even the trolls even the haters even the negative comments (laughs) you keep keep trolling baby boy you keep trolling you talk shit about me you talk shit about nat jules steven we love you anyway it's all good anyway (laughs) it's now the end of the show and this is where stevie and yes jules get their time to shine throughout the show this is what we call the happy ending so let's bring it in for a second okay Okay. stevie knows what that's all about come on now so ladies first jules you've got a camera right there your lovely face where are you um look in the camera and uh tell people what you got going on what they want you to know uh, what you want them to know, where they can message. find you, closing arguments, happy ending. Jules, go ahead. I would, I, something's telling me to suggest that people listen to Thames. I think that there's a, a beautiful women with beautiful music out there right now. I and Thames. I just want to call attention to her album because it's really great and it reminds me of one of my all-time favorites, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, which shaped my Hard. childhood. Um, I, Girl, I want to say you know you better. <laughs> I want to say thank you for having me. Course, I do. Jules. I do want to say you made really great points yeah, and you absolutely. made really great points. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, we're multidimensional human beings. Yeah. So my perspective, like I said, I explained where it comes from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll continue to grow and learn and, and um, morph into the human I want to be every single day. So I'll say that with respect to everything that was said in this interview. Um, and... I'll say that I'm uh, launching my own podcast, the Never Not Working podcast. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Heads and Shoulders. Keep those commercials rolling for me. Need to promote my new products (laughs) Um, and cut the check. And yeah, so you guys could stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking to people who do what they love for a living because I'm all about, you know, just highlighting people who follow their joy. And I think uh, once we continue to see more examples of that, more people will follow and believe that they too can do what they love for a living. And uh, the world will just be a happier, better place. So awesome. Tune in. Put the link below so people know where to follow Jules and her new podcast. When is that launching? Soon. <laughs> Keep your head and your shoulders yes. tuned in. <laughs> okay. You got to use him. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, All right. Funny. Stevie Knight in the house, bro. It's been a pleasure. Go ahead. You got the camera. Let them know. Um, this was fun, man. This was dope. Uh, um. I guess the main thing I'll put out right now is just I'm here just like you are to place men in a better position, man. Like I said, men are struggling, um, not even just from the content I see, but what really like influences me, affects me a lot is the, the, the dialogue I have with everybody from their comments, giving me their situations, their stories, like the inspiration I provide them, just the, you know, just positive light from the Night Talk channel specifically, man. Because like even for me, I, I lived in my own little, I don't know, like, 20% box. I wasn't exposed to what yeah. men are actually going through day to day. And the majority, like, like how they say men are invisible, most men are visible to women. Like yeah. most of those men are invisible to me. I wasn't, because I'm, where's the fellow flock together, right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't around them. So right. like when I can talk and, and reach out to those, like to see it 
actually happened in present day that that affects me, man. Like for real. So um I just want to put it out there, man. Like none of y'all are alone, man. Y'all know to pull up, holler at me if y'all want some inspiration, some some something to motivate y'all. Just hit me up on my night talk shit, Stevie Knight for the music uh commentary, man. Appreciate y'all having me up here. So like, of course, go. Stevie. Thank you. Make yeah. sure that we have all his channels below. Quick shout out to Deli in the yeah. house. He's been shout quiet. Deli hasn't said the anything. Deli's got to do his thing. But anyway, um, we appreciate you guys. You know, we do my show every Thursday and Friday. Tomorrow we have Destiny yeah, and his, his wife right. coming on. He's oh, got. He's shit. a major voice. Yeah. Talk about red, red. pill. That guy's as blue pills yeah. it gets. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of questions for that guy. Subscribe. Uh, like I don't what what are they, what do we tell them to do Nat What's the whole thing we want people Make to do? Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, share, and uh, do that with all of our channels, yes. but especially the Sauce Cast, and get us to 100k because we've got Thank something you. good cooking. Keep improving your status, you know. Get those hot ladies out there, women. Get those hot boys out there, and as always, save that money. We out. We'll see you guys next time. Hey.